back. It's Talking Bollocks with me, your favourite piece of fucking human bollock, Howard H. Smith. What the hell? What a way to start. Um, so, uh, welcome, welcome one, welcome all. Thank you if it's your first visit. Hello again if it is your whatever it is visit. Um, this is Talking, Pollock, uh, talking Bollocks. <laughs> this is Talking Bollocks with me, your host, Howard H. Smith, uh, uh, singer of... Um, UK thrash band Acid Rain rebooted in 2015. Uh, you can visit acidrain.co.uk. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. You can find the podcast. Well done. You already have. Net. So you can subscribe. That's a great idea. Please do subscribe wherever you subscribe to get your podcasts. If you listen to listen to this on YouTube, even better. I'll explain that. I'll explain why in a minute. Um, and anybody listening anywhere, thank you. Thank you very much for spending, um, you know, for, for taking some time out to let me um, shout in your ears. Really appreciate it. So, yeah, do comedy as well. All that, usual intro. You know, do this, do that. You've got to keep reminding people um, because that's the way things are, I'm afraid. So keep, please, do keep telling people about the podcast. Tell them to leave a review on iTunes. Tell them to... Um, to subscribe, to download, it's going to be, you know, that's, please do, time to sub, sub, subscribe as well, and in a much, much um, uh, anticipated, well, by me, move, um, the podcast is going to get some t-shirts, but they're not going to be available via anyone to do the podcast, they're going to be available, they're going to be um, available via Acid Rain, Mmm, that's an interesting one, you say. Yeah, basically, um, the Spotify t-shirt that is basically the Spotify logo, but it says Spotify. Um, and on the back says, ruining music since 2008. Um, that t-shirt for all of you fellow old bastards who hate Spotify. And there's young bastards out there who hate Spotify as well. Um, uh, yeah, you're going to be able to buy that shirt soon. And, um, oh, fucking hell, what I've just done... Okay, uh, I had my tea not long ago. Tea, dinner, whatever you want to call it. Um, I uh, I did some finely chopped chilies in a salad, and guess what? Yeah, that's right. Just wiped one of my eyes, despite the fact, yes, I have washed my fucking hands. So those of you out there who've never cooked with chilies before, obviously don't know that. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you fucking wash your hands; you're still going to get chili in your eyes for a good few hours. So anyway, fucking hell. Oh God. Chili Eye Smith, early doors. This is the most disorganised bullshit start for a long time. Bloody hell. Um, God, I'm fucking crying here. Uh, it serves me right. Oh, you bastard. Anyway, so, sorry. They, as you can tell, not fucking planned. Yeah, what you hear is what happens. That is it. In the interviews or in this bit. I can't be bothered to record this more than once, so I leave everything in, and um, and, and this is why. Um, a little pig behind the curtain. Uh, fucking hell. <laughs> I've got, I was going to say tears, I've got tear streaming down my face. Anyway, bloody hell. So I mentioned that, uh, that little bit about YouTube at the front. Um, guys... Um, the format of the podcast is changing, and by that I mean I'm no longer going to have a song at the end of the podcast. Um, and why, you might answer. Well, or ask even. The reason being is that if I put a song on the podcast, basically a um, a copyright claim is made by the publishers, by the label, or whoever that is, and that's fine, that's fine. They're quite right to. It leaves my content up. 
But it means that my content is no longer monetized in any way for me. Okay? So, in other words, if I put one song on the end of a three-hour podcast, I am not entitled to any monetization that that podcast brings in. Uh, it is own the the the, um, uh, the per- person who owns the copyright content on the end of the podcast is entitled to any monetization that comes from people listening to that 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 base that podcast, whether it's three hours, two hours, whatever. So basically, what that means is that if I and and you know I I have not made any money of this uh, from the podcast. That's pretty obvious. Um, I purely do this for the fun, but it would be nice to get some kind of revenue stream coming in. Um, I, I'm still not working. Just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> not that I'm, not that I'm struggling hand to mouth or anything. Um, but I'm just kind of looking around at all sorts of different ways that you know that I can possibly um, bring some revenue into my life, and um, uh, and and the podcast is one of them. So you know, please don't feel that like I'm trying to rip you off. I'm not. I'm really not. Um, but it just seems silly that if there's a way to earn money right there to not do it. And for the sake of one song, I just think, well, you know what? I, people don't... If you're listening in to three hours of me gibbering on for a song at the end, then uh, this podcast's not for you anyway. And you've probably fucked off already. Um, but uh, And if you're listening and thinking, shit, is that the format? Yeah, it is. So if you don't like the sound of that, you may as well sod off as well. Um so that's it okay uh, no biggie uh, just no song on the end um i am going to think of how to end that myself but there we go so um as is traditional what is how what has been happening in the world of metal since we last spoke um well um uh, got an acid rain announcement coming out at the end of this week um and already people are telling us what we should do and what it should be brilliant you should record a new album in um uh in analog and then lists off loads of great reasons why let's get it straight dickhead we should make an album in analog because you fucking want us to just type that just fucking type that instead of all this fucking bullshit about oh because then it would do this for you and it would do that and it'd be, it's like no you are you are now coming up with what I might add are total bullshit reasons for you to suggest this in the first place be honest put it out there guys will you do the new album analog because I like analog I prefer analog I want you to do it as analog and our reply will be go fuck yourself don't make albums for you make them for us we're in the band you're not if you were in the band, you'd have a say. You're not, so fuck off. Um, you know, look, also, the amount of money that it would put extra onto us recording. For a start, we've got to find an analogue studio. We've got to find an analogue producer. They're a lot harder to find than you would think. It also means we're limited to less choice. It also means the album's going to take for long and take longer. I mean, do I need to keep listing the reasons? But oh no, anyway. Uh, so it's not an album. Um, and then people just come out with all sorts of rubbish. It's unbelievable. It really is. So um, anyway, it's... Um, it's coming out, but actually, I think the announcement will be already made by the time this comes out. If we put this out on Friday, so yeah, fuck it. Um, UK tour, but it's more a tour than a tour of the north. We're playing Manchester, Glasgow, and Leeds, and that's for Christmas. We haven't played, um, and the reasons being Manchester always turn out and are fucking awesome and deserve it. 
Glasgow only got half an hour of us at Lords of the Land, where the rest of the UK got an hour and 15 minutes. And Leeds, because we haven't played there for 27 years, because it's Leeds, so for fuck's sake, it's got to be done. All right? And um, and we've got some, some old school thrashers supporting us, but I can't confirm that just yet because of when I'm recording the podcast, but it will be out by now, so you can have a look if you want. So anyway, that's not the biggest thing happening in heavy metal, is it? No, not at all. That's just um, it's just my ego saying that. Um, so we've got to go back a month, and um, uh, to anybody who's been following the story of... Um, the work uh, of uh, all of the Metallica members, past and present, commenting on their relationship with Lady Gaga, and then Hetfield going, "Yeah, we're not doing that again," which I did think was amusing. Um, although he had also previously gone on about her wonderful energy. For fuck's sake, that woman and her energy—they can go eat lunch. Um, so I open up the pages of um, uh, Blabbermouth. I don't know. Well, it's got to be a, a good month ago now since the last podcast. And what's the story I see? Scott Ian says he wants Anthrax to be Lady Gaga's backing band. Oh, my fucking God. Yep, the disease that is talking about this fucking non-event that was Metallica and, uh, and Lady Gaga happening, the disease has spread to Anthrax quite... quite um. Uh, uh, yeah, quite um, ironic. There's the word I was sh- I was searching for. Quite ironic that um, this disease should shift to the band Anthrax. Anthrax being the name of a disease and a band. See what I did there? That's comedy for you. That's why I get paid the uh, the no bucks at all at the moment. Um, so um, so yeah. Anyway, look. I, I, as soon as as soon as I saw that, I was just uh, please, please, just do me a favour. And fuck off with that. But then uh, it's quite embarrassing because because the members of Metallica have already done it, and there is quite clearly, you know, uh, as many people have quoted, the big four. Yeah, there's the big one, and then a big fucking drop off to the other three. Um, well, it got to be honest with you. Um, when Metallica talk about it, it's like, yeah, we done that. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, you know. And then Anthrax talk about doing it, and basically it's Scotty and going. Uh, yeah, she's a real metaler. We've heard she's really into metal. Um, she's New York. She's Jewish. We're from New York. We're Jewish. That's the subtext. He doesn't say that. But, um, you know, and, and then basically just seems to absolutely get onto all fours and just beg um, Lady Gaga to work with them because um, they can see those 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 dollar signs flying in the window massively, I'd imagine. Um, it was just... It was just it was just sad, really. Who the fucking who, who the fuck desperately wants to work with with Lady Gaga that much? Not even her own fucking musicians. But there you go. Anyway, um, Corey Taylor and his statements about the uh, the new um, um, Stone Sour album. You know, the cool thing about this album and why I'm so stoked about it is that I've been wanting to make a real, true, hard rock rock and roll album for a very long time. Okay, so not exactly lightning in a bottle. Then we're more back. To what everybody expected, which was middle of the road, middle of the road, very poor attempt at Alice in Chains. Um, and if well, no, it's 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 not even Alice in Chains tribute band good. It's 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 Stone Sour. Let's face it, it's a disappointment. Yeah, it's something to listen to between Slipknot albums. It's not even that for most of us. Very fucking average. But it's nice to see Corey actually being completely honest and saying, well, if that's what you set out to do, that's great. It's just that real, true, hard rock and rock and roll makes me want to fucking vomit. Um, I hate it when people refer to music that is metal as being rock and roll. 
It's not fucking rock and roll, okay? Rock and roll is one thing. I'm not criticising rock and roll. I'm saying heavy metal is not rock and roll. And just because you get older and decide to start calling it rock and roll, look at you, Lyles, look at you, James, okay? Just because you've got a little bit older and you like to start calling it rock and roll, and because you know a lot of rock and rollers, you might even be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it doesn't make you rock and roll, okay? Fucking hell. It, that, that does wind me up. And Well, anyway, you know, obviously not going to get him tomorrow. I've got as old as I'm going to get, I think. Um... So, who's next up for Howard's scattergun approach to slagging people off? Well, um, it's going to be pretty obvious. Um, he's been in the news a lot since the, we last spoke. It is, of course, the one and only Gene Simmons. So, um, here's a quote from Gene from earlier in the month. We're not going to be able to do this into our 70s, and I'm, and I'm now 67. We'll do it for a few more years, and then... When we think it's time to go, we'll go and we'll do it the right way with a whole um, uh, and we'll do it. Fucking notebook bastard. Um, Sorry, that's what I've got it on. Um, We'll do it the right way with a big party. I'd like to think we would do something that rocks the planet, something big and worldwide and maybe free. Yeah, let me just say that again. okay? at the end. And maybe free. Isn't that? They are words I would n- I'd never have expected to hear from the mouth of Gene Simmons. And I thought, you know what, I've got a new kind of respect for the guy. Um, uh, as well as saying that they were, you know, they, they were okay and they were cool on a previous podcast, which I, you know, I, I wish I could take down. <laughs> um, to, to come out with that, I just thought it was outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. And then, oh dear. Then he decides that... He wants to copyright the devil horn symbol. And we all fall around laughing. And um, it's bollocks. Of course, it's bollocks. Some great gags about his so-called um, his so-called hand gesture looking more like Spider-Man. And basically, um, people, including me, gave it way more attention than it deserved. Um, so, um, so let's fucking not. Something that was more interesting that I think a lot of people might not have noticed, right? American US comedian Kathy Griffin. Right, where does she fit in? Well, I'll tell you where she fits in on all this. Um, She was... um, uh, She put a... I I can't exactly remember the tweet. I can't remember what it was, but it was something... Or it might have even been a beheaded Donald Trump or something like that. Um, But she was... I've just stuck my fucking finger in my eye again. Why have I done that? Why the fuck... Fuck, you don't realise how often you might put your fingers, like, in your eyes or your mouth or whatever. This totally sounds like I've fucking lost the plot here. Ah, oh, bastard. Anyway, look, Kathy Griffin did a, 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 a horrible tweet about Trump. Then she had to apologise. But she still started... She was still getting her head kicked in by the Trump White House. So... She went on the front foot and had a and had a and you can see this on YouTube. She went and had a, a press conference, and her press team decided to wheel out the fact that worse images than the ones she'd sent out um, were a- available on on T-shirts by the by the band. I think she called them GWAR, Guar, yeah, and Municipal Waste. And said that they they continued these uh, these artists continued to sell sell these things despite you know and, and and not having taken them down, 
And basically, it was because they were men. And yet, Kathy Griffin, a woman, was given a hard time. Let's make it perfectly clear. They tried to play the sexism card. They really shouldn't have done, because that's pretty fucking stupid. It's pretty obvious why Trump is giving Kathy Griffin a, a, a... nationally slash internationally recognisable comedian yeah why they're giving her a harder time than guar and municipal waste yeah I think it's pretty obvious but you know she went down a she went down a fucking a rabbit hole with that and I I, I just don't don't get it don't get it at all anyway um it's time for our first um it's time for our first interview and I'm going to get straight in there um, with Bobby Gustafsson, formerly of Overkill. Now, yeah, and we're treading a little bit of a fine line here because obviously um, I've been I've had Bobby on the podcast a couple of times, very friendly with their camp, um, and I was offered this interview, and I've got to be honest, part of me was like, well, I'm not sure, you know, and then I thought, hang on, have I really come this far to start fucking worrying now? With with the, about people's opinions, and how people are going to take this. I mean, I'm sure I've had people on the podcast and and either distant, you know, beforehand or after or whatever, never said anything that I wouldn't say to their faces. So what I said about Scotty and earlier, you know, I I I, I stand by that. Um, um, but anyway, uh, I, you know, I've got on a tangent again. Sorry. Um, so so I thought, no, fuck it, let's let's get Bobby on because more than anything else. Um, I am one of these people that still sees that as the golden era. Um, I mean, as I mentioned to Bobby, as I mentioned, as I've mentioned to the other Bobby before that, um, you know, I saw, I saw Overkill supporting Halloween on fucking Keeper of Seven Keys tour. So, you know, I've been there since the very beginning. Um, and I pretty much, I pretty much stopped, sort of got out the Overkill groove around the same time as Bobby, ironically enough. Um... But um, but no, this is, this is interesting. It's a really good conversation, um, and um, I, I I don't want to say any more about it. Actually, let's um, let's just get straight on with it, and um, you can see what you think then. Right, this was me and Bobby chatting a couple of weeks ago. Hey, Bobby. Hello. Hello. There you go. We're there. How you doing? I'm okay, man. How are you? Excellent. It's, it's early in the morning. You're you're a, you're a keen dude. Nine o'clock in the morning. I'm I'm liking the work ethic. Yeah, not bad. I mean, you know, I'm used to getting up at six for work, so I figured three hours to get some coffee in me, and then I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Well, look. Um, thank you very much for doing this, man. Sure, I loved. Uh, sure. So, wait, so what are you doing with yourself these days? Are you still are you still in, involved in music at all? Um, I kind of really, I stepped out of it for a while. I mean, I played with a local band in Florida about 12 years ago or so, and that was the last thing I did, and it was just rough doing, you know, local gigs. Um, There's not much of a scene, there's not too many clubs to play down here, and you have to travel, you know, to get another city, you're going at least four hours to get something major, unless you're going down towards Miami or something, but, you know, other than... You know, it just being such a pain in the ass to play gigs, I kind of gave it up. So I still always played the guitar, and I just kept getting this catalog full of riffs or half songs. And after being on Facebook, 
Um, a lot of kids just wanted me to get jump back into playing again, so I figured, well, let me just give it a shot now that you can pretty much pr produce and manufacture the CD, it, you know, by yourself. I mean, it's a little dated, but it's still, you know, it's, it, a lot of kids like it, so that's why I figured, let me let me just do it and see what I put together. That's cool. What, and what, what do you mean by dated? Uh, it's half and half, because some some kids just want stuff for download. You know, they don't want any CDs around their house. But then there's other kids who like to have something tangible in their hand, you know, like the old way where you can look at pictures and read the lyrics and stuff like that. So Yeah, big fan. I, mean, I, I, did, the, I did the first five I just did for download. And um, it, it was a big ripoff with, with TuneCore. They tell you that they give you 99 cents is, is the sale of the song, and they tell you they give you 100% of that, but that's not true because they take 30%. Yeah. And then and then to get your money out, they charge you for that. Yeah. And then if there's different, if the dollar is weak, like in different places, you know, you can sell four songs and you're really only getting paid for one. So it was kind of like, it It was a bit of a ripoff. So I said, let me, let me save these songs and I'll write five new ones and I'll just put them together and make one full CD. And so far, that's it, it, been the, the best way to go. It's been great. Oh, that's cool, man. That's good. No, I, I, I know what you mean. I mean, um, I've got stuff out on um, on TuneCore as well, and um, the uh, the Spotify royalties are just fucking pathetic. I mean, they may as well, it's it's like they may as well not pay you at all. Um, yeah, but but a lot that, of big artists left. There's yeah, a lot of big artists quit Spotify. Well, it's um, unfortunately streaming seems to be be the way of the future. I mean, as you said, you know, some people are about the downloads. Some people want CDs in their house, but there's definitely a generation whereby it's like, well, why would I want to own music? It lives on the internet, and I can just listen to it there. Um, yeah, that's 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 been the biggest problem, and and basically what that's what I kind of watched happen. So I said, wow, if everyone is just sharing this for free and we go and spend all this money to record, we're not going to make anything back. So is it really just going to be, you know, a hobby for us, you know, a couple of weekend dudes getting together, drinking beer and writing songs, you know, and, and losing money at it, which, you know, you do with most hobbies. Yeah. But I figured I would I would give it a shot and, 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 and just see where it went. So luckily it's, it's progressing and there are still there's some people they want to support it because they know that this shit costs money to do yeah so some you know not a huge amount not like we used to sell but there are you know a handful of diehard metalheads that'll uh, that'll contribute which I think is better than having some GoFundMe page uh, yeah to pay yeah for things I I'd rather give you something first, you know. Well, I think um, I think we're very lucky that we're in a we're in a musical community, you know, the metal community, whereby you do have people who are so passionate about music that they that they will, you know, they will put their their money in and they will try and support artists, um, you know. And I, I, that, you can't say that for every genre of music. No, no, yeah. a lot of especially like say the pop sort of uh, fans, it's they're on to the next thing after they get sick of you and then they grow out of it and it just seems like the metal community doesn't grow out of it you wind up keeping if you're if you're true you keep your older fans and yeah. then that next generation comes up and they're discovering you as well so you know it's it's very few uh you know types of music you can say that about 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I, there's a great old um, uh, Rob Zombie quote where he says, um, you know, there's plenty of music where people say, you know, oh, you know, I was into them, but then I moved on. He said, you know, uh, I've never heard anybody, I've, I've never heard anyone say, oh, yeah, I was into Slayer for a couple of summer, summers, but then I moved on. It's like, you know, I've never met that guy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's right. Yeah, it's, it's exactly true. I mean, as long as you're you're putting out quality stuff and, you know, the band is, is spending some time and it makes sure that they're, coming up with some fresh and, you know, heavy stuff instead of just churning something out every year because you can't spend the time on it, you know, if you're just whipping an album out every year, you know. It can't be a cash grab sort of thing because people will see through that. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I also think there's, um, the, the, the other side of that is now if you are a full-time band, if you are off the road, you're effectively just burning money. So, yeah. so, so, you, so you're almost have to get back on the road as soon as possible, which means write a new album as soon as possible, which means, you know, the quality is going to suffer. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's hard to say that, you know, all right, well, prices of tickets and stuff and shows have gone up because, the, you know, the bands aren't selling as much as they used to. But, you know, if you look back at my career, I didn't make any money off of any of our sales. And, you know compare what we sold then to what bands are selling now, I mean, we would be a friggin' gold album. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's it's really, it's t-shirt, t-shirt money and ticket price money, and, and that's, yeah, if you're not back out there, again, quickly, yeah, people are, they're gonna forget about you, and... Yeah, yeah, I'm, well, I mean, I... As long I, as you just... So I, I I played a festival last night with um w- with my band and and you know the the mer- the merch money is is sacred you know that is what basically everything else just covers your expenses and it's you know you've just and you've got to be try and be as creative as possible with that you know when we, we've got posters yeah. different design shirts all you know all sorts of stuff because you you know you you've got to try and you've got to try and uh, make any money you can to to keep the band going comes from that. Um, yeah, and that's basically uh, basically what I did too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and and uh, something I can't believe that I haven't actually mentioned already is um, I saw your first ever show in the UK. Uh, let's see, what was our first show? I think I think it was either the Hammersmith well, or Astoria. I think I think I might be wrong, but I think it was Manchester Apollo. Supporting Halloween. Oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! I think before that Uh, we did the Christmas. We did Christmas on Speed. Oh, you did Christmas on Earth uh, um, uh, uh, in Leeds with Megadeth. Yes. Oh well, fucking hell! I was there as well. So. (laughs) Oh yeah, I I got a I got a lot of that on videotape. I think that's when I just bought my camera of everybody hanging out in the hotel, a little bit of the show. For some reason, I didn't get us playing that much. I think I had, like, the first three songs. But, yeah, that place was huge. I remember it was just a big, open yeah. warehouse-looking place. Yeah, yeah, that was... that. Yeah, needless to say, that was... Uh, yeah, that, that was demolished. But, um, yeah, no, that was, that was an... Oh, yeah, because that was an awesome night. Voivod weren't able to, weren't able to get through customs and... Which was a fucking real shame because I was really looking forward to them, and I remember Nuclear Assault changing the lyrics of "Stranded in Hell" to "Stranded in Belgium." 
<laughs> um, I remember uh, I, well, we did the Anthrax and Agent Steel tour first. That was the first time we went to Europe. But uh, that yeah. didn't. That was the Metal Hammer tour, and that didn't go to England. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I think yeah, the first thing we did probably wasn't even in London. Oddly enough, uh, was with Megadeth, and then we came back, and our our next biggest tour was with Halloween. So yeah, that yeah. might have been. Oh, we also did Slayer too. So we. We did Slayer, and then I remember we headlined, and I think we headlined the Astoria. That might have been my last show there. Right, okay, that, yeah. That was that was like a top three show for us. We all agreed on that. That one was just amazing. Oh, man, the Astoria. I played it a few times myself. What a great what a great venue. Unfortunately, it's had to, it's made way for um, uh, for a station now. Um, but what yeah, an, I heard that was gone. Yeah, what an awesome venue, though. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. To, to, probably yeah, probably one of my favourite ever venues to play but also favourite ever venues to actually go and see bands in as well I mean you know whether you're on the stage or in the audience it's just a fucking unique place it was awesome yeah it was, it was just per- perfect size yeah absolutely perfect size it's just just big enough um, for well, well just big enough to get a decent crowd in and just small enough to feel like everybody's really on top of you yep yeah no it's awesome man. yeah it's gone so yeah. um so you obviously um, you mentioned there like you know your um, your experience with with Overkill back in the day and um, and you were I mean you were obviously you were there through the whole major label period as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, uh, and then it kind of all it, it kind of all came to an end and um, I don't know it's quite a while ago now and but uh, there still doesn't seem to be a kind of. I don't know. I, I consider myself to be pretty knowledgeable when it comes to to, to metal, especially thrash. Is you know it's, it's my thing, and um, I, it's always been a bit of a mystery as to as to what happened with with you and the band. It's it's kind of like I don't know what what happened. I've got no other way of approaching this. What happened, Bobby? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's a bit of a mystery to me as well. I mean, it just seemed like the perfect storm. You know, like. A few things must have all happened at once. It wasn't one direct incident. I've, you know, I've been finding out other stuff as it went on. But the closest thing for it being the straw that broke the camel's back, so to say, was we were going to do a, a Halloween show at Lemoore's, which was, you know, our managers owned it. It was that big club in Brooklyn that everyone played. It's where we made our start. And yeah. we had just played the Ritz in Manhattan. We sold it out, over 3,000 people. It was like the biggest show that we had done. And we were getting ready to start writing the fifth album. And, um, you know, Dee, Dee had an idea of playing this Halloween show for Christmas money because that's what Anthrax used to do. And it was like, oh, we can play half overkill and half covers and, and stuff. And I'm like, well, if we're going to do that, I said, we can't charge people, you know, the full overkill price because we're not giving them overkill. And I said, you know, Blitz is going to get drunk and we're going to mess up and we're going to look like shit. I said, I don't want to look like shit before we go into doing our next album, especially in our hometown. So we just argued back and forth about that. And then it just came to a head where... You know, I said, don't book the show because I will not show up to it. I said, that's just, it's bullshit, and I'm not playing a show for money. And uh, then I didn't hear from him for two weeks. Blitz was on his honeymoon, 
And then the managers actually got in contact with me and said, you know, all this stuff started to come out. Like he wanted, he wanted to write six songs and let me write six songs and then have the managers pick which ones were the best because he, he felt like he wasn't getting any songs in on the albums, which I didn't realize on tour he gave me a tape of some riffs that he had, and I listened to it, and I gave him back. I was like, oh, those are cool. But I, I didn't even write my own stuff on the road unless something came up by accident. So he felt like I wasn't paying attention to his music, I guess, which wasn't the case at all, but he that's the way he took it, which was months earlier. I, I mean, he must have been holding on to that all that time. But then, I, you know, I said, I'm not going for that. I said, you know, I just wrote the Years of Decay. I said, you know, my well isn't dry yet. Let's keep going. Why are you throwing a wrench in this? Well, he wants to get songs on, and, you know, he can't write with you, he says, and he wants to bring another guitar player in the band, and I'm like, absolutely not. And um, there was a big merchandise deal that we finally all worked on together to sell off, and we were going to get our next advance, which we all, the three of us, because we owned the band before, you know, before Sid had, you know, he never became a partner, but we were, I was trying to get him to be a partner. But we were all going to make about, 50 grand a piece. So Dee Dee actually quit. And Blitz came back and he's like, what the hell is going on? And I said, I don't know. I didn't do anything wrong. I said, he doesn't want to play anymore. So we had a meeting with him and he's like, we're not making money. I don't want to do this, blah, blah, blah. Me and Blitz were like, all right, well, I guess we're going to have to grab another bass player. So that's when he turned around and came back and he wanted me out of the band. So he worked with, you know, the managers are throwing all this shit at me till I finally... Did I lose you? No, 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 I'm I'm right oh, here, man. Um, I seen something come up on the phone. So, he, you know, after all that shit hit and it was like, you know, he was just wanted a cash grab because he didn't want to do it anymore. Um, you know, they wound up getting 75000 I'm I'm assuming they got the merchandise uh, advance. And they split that money between them, and they just grabbed two guys. They didn't probably think the band was going to keep going anymore, but they did. And, uh, you know, both of them were able to buy a house, which none of us had money before, so I knew that they definitely got that merchandise money. So it was kind of like a little, you know, a little bit of a coup. They just wanted to overturn everything and put the band back in, 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 in his hands, which... You know, we were all equal. I mean, it wasn't like anybody, even though they started before I joined. I mean, they were still a cover band when I joined. So it wasn't like, you know, they were this big thing before I got in there. I said, we were all equal at the time. We all owned 25% of it. And, and uh, you know, Rat left, we own 33%. And now I'm sure both of them, they own it 50-50. And, and that was that. I mean, I was just like, go ahead. You, you know, you guys want to make it without me? You know, knock yourself out. I said, I'm not, I'm not doing this just for money. I said, you know, I want to put out something quality. And I said, the kids will see through it sooner or later. And then I just said, you know, enough was enough. We we, we weren't making any money. We, we were finally going to make some with that merchandise advance. But at that point, it was like four albums in, and we're like. $250,000 in debt and we're not seeing any royalty money from any of the albums so it's like alright well sooner or later why why are we still doing this so that's so, you know that's so, the, the thing I can make out of what happened 
So when you say you didn't make, you didn't. So when you say you didn't get any, uh, you you didn't see any royalties. Is that, you know, have you look, have you looked into that? Is there any is there any kind of, you know, reason for that, or was it just yeah. sales weren't strong enough? Um, we did. I mean, I, I looked into it. I've spent money. I mean, about four or five years ago, I spent about ten grand looking into it. But people don't work there anymore. Yeah. Contracts are old. Yeah. Um. We just have this running bill with Atlantic Records that never seemed to have gone down, no matter how much we sold. Right. I mean, I know we borrowed, you know, 30 grand or so for the videos that we did, each one of them. I mean, they were expensive. I'm sure we were overcharged. And um, the album expenses, I mean, back then, it was it was on the low side to drop $80,000 to make an album. Yeah, yeah. You know, you spend six weeks in the studio and, you know, you couldn't do it at home like you do now. So, you know, you're 80 grand in the hole before you've even sold one album. Yeah. So, you know, it was just sad. It got to the point where it's like, okay, you know, I can't live on a hundred bucks a week. And, you know, I understand Didi was older and he just got married himself. But, uh. You know, I was I was willing to stick it out because I'm like, shit, we just did the, the best album we ever did. We sold more than we ever did. We were on a tremendous high. And all of a sudden, you know, and let, instead of just letting me do what, what came natural or what it, the next progression would have been, which is what my managers tried to tell him, you know, why you're why you throwing a wrench in the gears now, you know, do another album and then see what happens. And he just didn't want to do it, so... The result was, uh, I guess, horoscope, and he had six years worth of material he put together. They, they got my old roadie Rob, and they, you reused my guitar sound pretty much, and they came out with horoscope. But then, you know, even they didn't bounce back from that. I don't think they've really topped that album since they've done anything. Do you, um, do you, do you still keep an eye on, uh, on? on the band do you do you ever listen to stuff when it comes out or is that not something you're interested in no the only thing i listened to i i you know i had some riffs going so when horoscope came out i gave that album a full listen i didn't hear anything that they didn't steal from me and that was my big thing but sometimes across the internet i'll run past something like if they had a video you know i'll listen to it i'll i'll, I'll hear some stuff lately i've been hearing some of my old riffs in a bit of their new material, but I am definitely not interested in what they do. I haven't listened to, you know, a full song that they've done ever <laughs> since then. Right. I just can't even stomach looking at them. I mean, I used to talk to Blitz, but about the time when they took the demos, I think, and they put it on some German magazine free cd type of thing i uh i had a blowout with him so we don't talk i had never talked to Didi since except for probably about five years ago and i was trying to get the lawyers to find out where all this money was i talked to him briefly for about 10 minutes and then that was it that was uh, the first time i had talked to him in probably 20 years and and how was that 10 minutes was it just business uh yeah it was awkward i told him what i was doing i said i've got Two lawyers hired. We're trying to find out why, you know, Atlantic isn't giving us 
any money and why the price hasn't gone down after all these years of the albums being available, you know, why the, the price has never gone down. And uh, I said, you know, we had sent them something for them to sign to, to say, hey, if you guys didn't ever get any money from Atlantic, you know, please just sign this and we can work on it together. And their lawyer told them not to sign it. So either they were getting money from Atlantic or they just didn't want to be involved. But whatever it was, it kind of just put put an end to it. I couldn't keep spending money and not getting anywhere. So I just gave that up. Yeah. But, you know, they're still they're still using the old stuff, which, you know, I don't mind them using it, but they're not they're not asking. They're not sending any papers for me to sign. They're not giving me percentages of, you know, they're supposedly coming out with this live Feel the Fire recording from last year, which, you know, I don't know where that is yet. But it's just they have not been on the up and up with me on any of the music. And then they continue to play my songs live. They have for 27 years now. Right. So, so you're 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 entitled to you're entitled to um, uh, a percentage of songs that are played live. If, if, oh, if I'm correct, yeah, they're making they're making income off of a live performance. And what are they performing? They're performing music written by you know me and and Rat on some of the earlier stuff. And uh, you know if you're if you're creating an income for yourself. That thing that's creating that income is is my songs, and I earn a, I owe a percentage of whatever. But that you know, that's a hard thing to, to even try and get. So, you know, I, I I just don't even bother. So I figured, you know what? I said if I get the chance just to talk about it, like I am now, I'm letting people know what they do, and and you know that's enough for me. Yeah, you. I mean, if if I'm honest, you you don't you don't sound you don't sound bitter. You sound you sound very kind of like, well, this is just how how it is. You know? Yeah, I'm like more disappointed in them that, that, I mean, I can, I expected it in some way because I just seen that the way that they had acted towards the end where everything just turned into money, money, money because both of them had gotten married and, and I wasn't. I was six, I'm six years younger than they are. Right. So they were kind of, a little jealous of the fact that, hey, I'm still at home, even though I was only there a couple of months out of the year because we were always on the road or whatever. I said they were jealous at the fact that, you know, they, I didn't have the expenses that they they did, so I would never understand. Right. But, you know, they're grown men now, and they still just, they have no honor at all, and I'm just completely disappointed by the way, and I think some of the fans are too, by the way I got treated. I mean, I've got a job now. I'm doing well. I've got my own place. I'm not really, you know, bitter, bitter. You know, I'm just more deflated by by their actions. So, so when so when you say they're a little bit older and they had that and they had more expenses, are, you, are, are, are your thoughts behind Dee Dee suddenly wanting to 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 weigh in on the writing process it, it, that that was financially motivated? Well, sometimes the bands will fight when you know. Your your songs are, are are being played on the radio, and it's like, well, I want my song on there because you're the only artist in this band that's making money. Yeah. Well, it's, it was different for us. None of us were making money. <laughs> my deal is, I just I just wanted to write the heaviest and thrashiest and 
most advanced album that we could at the time. We had to get bigger. We had to stay up with the bands that were doing better than us. So it's not like you have to say, well, you're the one getting all the money because you know you're you've got all the songs on there. You know, and that's that's what starts a lot of artists fighting, like Aerosmith or something like that. They're all yeah. jockeying to get their songs on, but metal isn't like that at all. And that's why we all own 25% because everyone was going to get paid no matter what. We were like, you know, we were brothers when we were first starting out and that's just the way it was. But the strange part is, is that Blitz's father was a lawyer and I don't know what Dee Dee's father did, but they were both probably the wealthiest out of all of us. I mean, Dee Dee had a huge house in New Jersey. I mean, he had a million dollar house in Jersey. So it's like, the one guy that probably didn't have to worry about money was probably the one that was worrying the most. Right, okay. So, so yeah, I mean, I guess we'll never know, but, you know, maybe not maybe not financially motivated men, then maybe it was just an, an, an ego thing, a, a creative thing. I, I guess there's no way of, uh, no way of knowing, really. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, not 100% on it, and, and, you know, I don't think I'll ever be, but, I mean, I... I just brought all the circumstances that happened at that time into what I know, you know, really happened. But I said, you know, the, 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 the fuse was lit by me not wanting to play a Halloween show at Lemoore's for Christmas money. I mean, that was when the fuse got lit. So and after that, everything started to come out. Yeah. That's... Instead of just discussing, discussing it like a man and saying, hey, look, you know, I got some great riffs here. Why don't we sit down and work on some of my stuff, you know? And that never happened. Yeah. I mean, I, I had no idea. I didn't think he was capable of actually writing songs because he never wrote anything. You know? Right, yeah. He came in a couple times with some riffs on Under the Influence, and that was it. He's got maybe four riffs on Under the Influence, and that's all he ever did. Right. So, it's it's it. That's that's bands, isn't it? Communication. You know, if you if you've got a problem, yeah. if you've got a problem, talk about it immediately. Don't wait till you've got another problem and then right. Okay, now I've got two problems and and now it's a yeah. bigger thing. And yeah, you've just got to talk. Yeah, that's what I, I always kind of explained it like. Uh, you know, a girlfriend who who keeps everything in. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, everything comes out all at once, and they want a divorce. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like if you would have just tackled each problem as it came up, you know, he he kept everything, I guess, inside, and you know that was the end. Yeah, because you get you go from thinking in your in your position, you go from thinking that there's nothing wrong to suddenly finding out that there's a whole bunch of things wrong that you were completely unaware yeah. of. Yeah, and just by one little action, by listening to his his cassette tape with some riffs on it on the tour bus. I listened to them and handed it back. I mean, I guess by me not jumping for joy and, and wanting to work on something, which I, I didn't do until I went home. I, when I worked on stuff, it was at home. So I guess that little action probably, like, set him off. Like, you know, this is, I was too much in control. I think a lot of it, too, was the managers because I, I, w I was, they always said I was able to give them an answer when they needed an answer. I mean, there's no gray area with me. You ask me something, it's either going to be black 
or it's going to be white. And he said every time they asked Dee Dee something and they needed an answer right away, he's like, oh, I need a couple of days to think about it. And I'm not really sure and blah, blah, blah. Then they come to me and I'm like, all right, do this, do that, and, and we're done. And, and that's why they started calling me all the time. So I think he, he kind of felt like he was losing his grip right. on the band. And that, you know, that was another little something that came up. So it was like, yeah, it was just a combination of things that finally all exploded. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, so do you ever, do you ever still play like those songs yourself? Do you ever, you know, you, do you, do you ever go out and play, um, uh, when you, when you're gigging, do you ever throw in some old overkill songs that, that you wrote from back in the day? Well, I never, I never did until a couple of years ago, like two years ago, maybe my drummer, um, just to keep active, he plays in a, a band called Made of Metal. And what they do, instead of being just a cover band, they pick a specific artist and they do a whole night of just that artist. I mean, they've done everything from Dokken to Motorhead. Um, the next one I think they're doing is Anthrax, M.O.D., and they did an overkill. So they're like, oh, would you come up and play? Would you come up and play? And I'm like, ah, I don't play those songs anymore. They're like, oh, please, please. Yeah, all right, I'll do it. So I learned, uh, I had to relearn Elimination and Hello from the Gutter. Brilliant. Relearn, relearning your own songs. There's nothing like that to make you feel old, is there? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't played them yeah. Yeah, since, since 19... Oh. But, I, you know, it was, it's up on YouTube somewhere, and it just got such a good response from it. And all the views, and, and it was just like, oh, this is great. And, you know, the guy, we can always go out and, you know, if we have to fill in a couple of songs, they're like, we could throw in some overkill songs. They're like, you wrote their songs. Those are those are your songs. You can play them. I'm like, yeah. I said I could, you know, maybe somewhere here and there. But I don't want to, I don't want to rely on it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like a been there, done that thing. So, but I'm not, I'm not as opposed to it now as I used to be. Right. Okay. So it's 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 you you've got you've got you you've basically you've got a bit of a um um you've you've come you're at peace with those songs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I would like. I'm, I was even some thought into doing a Skull Crusher number two. I've got a couple of like real similar riffs, and. Uh, I thought about doing something like that and maybe adding that on to the next batch of songs and just continuing that. I mean, that was all kind of my thought process anyway. So I said it would, you know, I think that would be kind of cool. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, I guess if you listen to the new stuff, you can kind of hear the old because that's just, it's it's me and you get a certain style and you got a certain way of writing and that's it that's you so a lot of people said they can hear the old overkill in the saint's taint stuff but it's like still fresh sounding it sounds like a new band yeah you know it's got a mix mix of the new and the old which is like kind of really what i wanted to do so i you know i kind of hit the mark with that and I'm very happy with, you know, doing what I'm doing now. And if it touches back or if I listen to an old riff and something come, new comes off of it, you know, I'll work with it. 
So if you're obviously you're, you're you're writing stuff, are you are you still are, are you listening to um, uh, contemporary thrash? Of course, this this so-called second wave and all the rest of it. Are you um, are, are you up to date with all of that? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything that's going on out there. I, I mean, they they'll throw band names at me, and I'm like, who's that? Oh, they've been around for ten years. Uh, even even back in the day, I mean, I listened to. You know, the bigger bands, I didn't get, I wasn't just always so crazy about finding a new band and listening to the hottest stuff that just came out, and I just didn't really do that. I'm, I'm actually going into some of the uh, Scandinavian bands and listening, because to me, they're, they're different than the rest of the metal bands. Right. They've got yeah. a different sort of, like the bands that came out of New York had a different feel than the bands that came out of Los Angeles. You know, they have that different feel up there. You know, I'll I'll get a wind of something here and there on, on, on YouTube, but, I mean, I don't like any of the new metal bands. I kind of had that eye for an eye band that I did right after Overkill. That was almost way before all the bands that are like the metal bands now that are like new metal. Yeah. I almost started doing something like that after Overkill, and... And luckily that didn't work. And it kind of stopped. But uh, it's 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 not like they've taken it to the next level. It's just you know, let me let me have a, a skull head with wings on it, and uh, I'll make a band for you. Yeah. Right. Okay. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so is that <laughs> so? So you've so you've seen uh, Avenge Sevenfold's um, strangely familiar um, uh, symbol, then? Yeah, I don't. I don't know where anyone in their right mind would think that that was a good idea for that band to do. I mean, I, you know, you, you usually your friends will step up and try and save you from making an ass out of yourself. <laughs> Not one of their friends stood up and tried to help them at all. <laughs> and they continue to do it after all these years. So I guess they think they invented it. So, but I mean, for Metallica to take them out, I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah. That probably the two bands that have gotten the most shit thrown on them has been Volbeat and and Avenged Sevenfold, and they're both on the Metallica tour. <laughs> yeah. Like that made that made no sense to me when I saw who they were taking out. Uh, both sell it. Both putting a lot of bums on seats, though. Both selling fair, fairly decent, yeah. fairly decent figures. And I think it's a sign of the times that even Metallica are paying attention to who can shift tickets, as opposed to just who they want to have. Yeah, and then you know, the, I talked to some of the people that would listen to them, and I'm just, and they just think they're the greatest thing. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> You know, like what you want to like, that's fine. But yeah, I think Metallica does, you know, realize, hey, we're doing we're doing stadiums. We got to get at least two of the two bands that you know people really are paying attention to. So yeah, yeah. but I mean, there were there was a point where they wouldn't even have opening bands. Yeah, yeah, I, I was years ago. Yeah, I was. Well, I, there's a documentary series I was, I'm watching over here at the moment. Which it's um, Brian Johnson going round interviewing um, uh, people from people from bands about their touring days and he's interviewed Sting he's interviewed Joe Elliott and um and he did one with Lars a couple of um couple of weeks ago 
Um, and that covers that whole period, you know, because, of course, the Black Album, they were playing two and a half hours a night and no support. Yeah. And, uh, and, save, yeah. On, and save on paying your support band as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, although I... although that, that whole thing is, is completely bizarre now. I mean, it's like the bigger the band, the less you get paid. It's like a friend of mine was like, well, you know, we we were we were looking at doing some uh, we 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 were going to be opening for a fairly big tour and and he was like oh wow so you must be getting like you might you must be getting offered some decent money for that it's like no dude we're probably less than we would do if we were doing a club tour um, yeah I mean that's just a misconception with people yeah yeah because ultimately they don't know yeah because ultimately you know the 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 headliners management turn around and say look do you want to play to two, three, four, five thousand people a night or not. Because if you do, this is this is the deal. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Because they know that they'll get another band that'll that will, you know, jump at the chance. And I mean it it even turned around to the point where it was like uh pay to play. Yeah. You know, you've got to buy a certain amount of seats every night to get on this tour, you know. And then clubs started doing that. And now I'm starting to see, uh, you know, even record labels, they want a piece of the merchandise. Oh, yeah, 360 deals. Yeah. 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 They want a piece of the merchandise, and it's like you've got to buy a certain amount of your own CDs to sell at the show. Yeah. I mean, I've never heard of this crap before. I'm like, you know, is, is this normal? I mean, is this the way things have, have gone? And, uh, you know, they don't even pay... For the recordings anymore they wanted to pay more for publicity and i'm like well why am i going to spend three thousand euros on publicity when you can give me three thousand euros and i could make an album that sounds great and it would sell itself yeah you know why are you going to push something that sounds like crap you know you're leaving it up to the musicians to spend their income to try and make a good sounding album and it's like we may not have that much money or experience to do it yeah, I mean the better it the better it sounds, the less you have to spend on publicity. So that's kind of turned around a little bit, and you know we had a couple of those offers too. And it's like, well, you know, now we've got the internet, yeah, and you can advertise for free, and there's podcasts that are free. <laughs> that's right. All these interviews, what you know, we don't have to spend five thousand dollars to have a full page ad on the back of Metal Hammer anymore. Hey, hang on. Who told you podcasts were free? I'm sending you an invoice after this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I got a check for you, too. Yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> check. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I got your check right here. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a different world, and I'm, you know, I'm slowly getting used to it, and I'm seeing what's going on. I mean, I'd like to go out and, and tour and play, but like I've told the other guys, I said, you know, there's sports bars here it's just a regular bar they have a bunch of tvs and they show all the sports and i'm like you know and there's a stage i'm like well you know i want to do something special i want to come out and do something big or get on something and you know get on a festival where it's just a couple days you can go out and play and come back home i said there's there's no scene here for us to really just go out and and play it's kind of sad when you think about it yeah. So we're still kind of waiting to see see if anything gets offered in that in that sense. 
Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I mean, are you talking about basically doing some, you know, some serious proper shows as opposed to just kind of like, you know, um, smaller kind of small, small club things? Yeah, I mean, I want to be the center of attention, not yeah. that you can get $5 off a bucket of beer. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> you know. Can you please turn the TV off while the band is on? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, (laughs) I mean, I've done, um, I've, I've done stand-up comedy for twenty years in between doing my stuff with the band, and, um, and, Uh and that is, that's exactly that. You know, sometimes Uh when you're starting out and it's, it's free entry shows, you know, you are, you are just annoying people in the corner of a, of a bar. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you know, you get the one drunk guy who walks up to the stage, hey, could you guys turn down a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, fuck you. But you know, so but, said, yeah, you know, yeah, but we'll, we'll get something big first. But, but you know what? It's kind of like, at some point you do realize as well, you think, do you know what? Actually, we are in his bar. Do you know what I mean? This guy, this guy comes, <laughs> to, you know, this guy comes down here like every night, and now we're in here ruining his night. Do you know what? If I was him, exactly, I, I'd be pissed off too. <laughs> he probably wants to get away from the wife and the noisy kids, and he comes down to his local sports bar, and he's got to hear some thrash band. Yeah, fucking screaming at the top of his lungs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like, whoa, whoa, what's this? I didn't pay to see this. I've just, I've just come down here to chill out with a beer. Yeah, but no, you're, you're exactly yeah. right. I mean, it's like you know, look, there's gonna be there's gonna be a name on a ticket. Tickets are gonna be on sale, and you know, the, and and that's the attraction. There, they are the attraction, mm-hmm. and um, anything else just isn't a gig. Yeah, I'd like to. I... I thought about it. I wish he had a little bit bigger of a, a restaurant, but it's it's a small little rib place. But um, my drummer works very closely with Nico from Iron Maiden. Ah, right. And uh, we do we do his uh, every year on the anniversary of when he opened, which I think is in December's. Uh, he puts a big spread out and a big tent and a stage and a PA, and and he has a bunch of local bands play. He has his kid kids band play and. Uh, Jim plays. Uh, Patrick Johansson, he's locally. He's got a band that plays, and uh, some young kids from the school of rock. They go up and do some covers and stuff like that. I says, you know, maybe next year we'll be ready for that, and that would be kind of cool. But I thought about having maybe a listening party, and we can. He's got a little stage set up. I said, but I think we would probably blast the restaurant out if we went up there and tried to play <laughs> properly. So I don't think that would happen, but yeah, he might he might do something again. I think he did something a couple months ago, just before he went out on tour. Oh, that's cool, man! And he did a little, little benefits. He does little benefits and stuff for animals and and the children and stuff. So uh, you know, maybe something like that where it's it's fun, it's done proper, and people are there to see the bands. Yeah, I said uh, you know, all our local friends come out. I mean, people from Miami come up. I mean, there's good metal community from from where I live to Fort Lauderdale to Miami and there's just this Spanish uh, Mexican I don't know what they are Cuban metal community that's down here in South Florida and they're very very supportive and they come to all those little shows like that and uh, we've just all become friends over the years and now we've got Facebook so 
I wish, my drummer always says, I wish we would have had Facebook when we had response negative. Right. We didn't, that wasn't around yet, and, I, and we just didn't break. So that's why I kind of walked out of that. But they're still around. They just, you know, he, he plays with them on weekends here and there, you know, gig every couple of months. But for right now, that's just not... Not for me. We're getting t-shirts soon, so we're going to try and sell the t-shirts. That'll round out the money that we're going to use to record next year. I've got a bunch of riffs. I've already got some leftover stuff and some new stuff I've been putting down, so I'm looking forward to getting back into the bedroom and uh, and writing some more songs. Oh, that's cool, man. So how, how, can, people, um, how can people find um, find your music? Yeah, right now we have a we have a page up. If you go to satanstaintmusic.com, you'll see that we have the CD up for sale and we should have the the shirts are getting made right now. We'll have those soon. You can order two different styles of shirts. Um and it goes through PayPal. So it's 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 really safe. Everyone's been having no problem whatsoever. I mean, we've mailed the CD to Japan. To, to England, to Germany, um, Australia. I mean, it's it's gone all over, and there hasn't been one problem. So we're we're pretty excited about that. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pushing it as much as I can, either on Facebook or when I'm doing these interviews. Yeah, you know, that's how a lot of people are finding out about it. But yeah, SatansTaintMusic.com. Cool, man. Cool. Okay. Well, look. Um, that seems like a good place to leave it. Um, um, I'm really, um, I'm really thankful for the um, for the time, Bobby. Really, it's um, it's been a pleasure talking to well, you. Um, same here, bro. And um, and look, when when you get the new album out, um, you know, come back on and we'll talk some more. And it doesn't have to be all about the past. We've talked about the past now. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a we'll update one. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, I can get over there and do. Uh, there's been some talk about maybe doing. Uh, a festival. I was a little too late for this one that just went by in uh, Denmark. Right. But um, it, there's another one called Alcatraz. Have you heard of that? Um, I, vaguely, yeah. Vaguely. There's another possibility of that. So I might make it over there one day. So That'd be awesome, man. That would do one in person. Yeah, cool. Uh, definitely, definitely. Look, Bobby, Great. thank you very much. Really appreciate it. And um, and like I said, we'll 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 catch up when you get the uh, when the next album out. Uh, and that's um, sorry, satanstaintmusic.com. Yes. Cool. Okay. That's make it. sure make sure I get our listeners um, uh, uh, over there and uh, and checking it out. Thanks a lot, man. Really appreciate it. Have a good Great, day. Man. Thank you, brother. No problem. Take care. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. So there you go. That was Bobby and I talking um, a couple of weeks ago. Really, really enjoyed that. He sent me a couple of really nice messages afterwards. And um, um, uh, please do um, get a listen to um, uh, Satan's Taint. Um, I might even... I, I, I don't know. Should I say this? I'll, I'll see if I can dig a Satan's Taint song out and put it on the end of the podcast. No promises, okay? None whatsoever. In fact, I will probably go and I'll be able to tell you whether there's going to be one on the end or not within the next few minutes because I'm going to go and look for one. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, really cool. And and yeah, you know, there's no no sort of 
no big accusations, no no drama. It was it was yeah. Um, uh, I I don't think I was expecting anything, but I wasn't expecting that. I don't I, I don't know I don't know. But anyway, it was um it was just cool. It was very cool um to just have a chat with him and see what you know see what he thought um about it all this time later he certainly seems in a, p- a pretty cool place and um as i said i will um make uh well i was gonna say i will make a satan's taint song available i'll try at least um and i'll certainly let you know in the next few minutes as to um whether i can pull that off or not um but yeah great so i uh, look I, I i hope you all in- i hope you all enjoyed that thoroughly um so um yeah no, not not so great news um obviously um right um last year i did te- i did kind of um i had you all along saying look there's this legendary thrash vocalist that i'm trying to get in um i might not have even said vocalist but it's just basically a legendary thrash figure who's who i was in conversations with his wife she'd given me his email address i'd sent him a few emails he'd never replied but she said he was up for doing the interview and i was really hoping to get him on um, and that guy was Sean Killian. Um, now, some of, some of you will know, some of you won't know that Sean is now very, very ill. Um, he has, I, th- I think it's stage five um, uh, liver cirrhosis, which is very serious. He basically, um, uh, he, his, his body can't... Uh, um, uh, what's the word can't manage liquid so basically he 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 basically sits there fills up with liquid and they go off to hospital every two weeks and um uh, and basically drain drain fluid and liquid out of him last time um uh, he went they managed to draw 13 liters of fluid um so you can imagine that's not very comfortable he's um he's really not in a very good way um i um due to a friend of mine um mentioning he'd like to do something i am going to try and get something together um and uh, yeah we're going to try and get something together basically for 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 all of us to try and put a song together to raise some funds for for sean um for his family for medical bills so i'll let you know how that goes i will keep you posted um but yeah very very sad um and um yeah it's just it's one of those things cirrhosis of the liver that's um basically that's a lifetime of caning it which he freely admits you know it's a lifetime of hitting the booze um you know the old phrase what's the point what's your poison um yeah that's that's that exists for a reason it is poison you're pouring in your body i'm not gonna get all preachy here you know i drink alcohol as well I'm not getting all preachy. I'm just saying that it's important that you know you know what you're doing, you know what you're putting in yourself, and um, to have a break once in a while. Seriously, it it, it won't kill you, um, but not might do. So there's a way of looking at it. Um, moving on, moving on to um, to good news for um, uh, for Dave Mustaine. Um, who sent out this tweet um, this month? Great news, my sister's doc. My great news, my sister's doc said they cannot see any leukemia in her bone marrow. It is gone. Thank you for all your prayers. And that's the end of the tweet. So there you go. Scientific proof, if it was needed, that all you have to do is pray over Twitter and. 
um, leukemia fucks off out of bone marrow, like, out of there. Oh, forget radiation treatment. Oh, forget... I, I should have talked to Dan about this. Um, oh, forget about, you know, uh, what what da- Dan's been going through, you know. I just, I just think the whole thing is so disrespectful to the medical profession. It is untrue. Like, basically, any fucking idiot could walk out of a petrol station and walk into a, uh, walk into a hospital and cure people of cancer the way these people have it. Now, look, look, um, if you're a person of faith, I do not have a problem with that. I really don't, okay? But to belittle people's entire lives' work, the, the, I mean, it's just... Un, it, 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 that, that is just arrogance and ignorance of a jaw-dropping amount. It really is. I mean, look, if you want to think that these, these, you know, that people prayed and it was all all right and it's like Twitter helped, I mean, we may as well start thanking Twitter as well. Because if you're going to thank people on Twitter for all their prayers, presumably... Twitter got the word out even more. So, so presumably, thanks to social media, a lot more people are being saved due to um, due to praying. So, um, you know, that's that's another advantage of the internet, right there, isn't it? Hey, I'm, all, all I'm saying is, please, you know, please, if you want to thank God at some point within the within the list and groups of people who you think have made a contribution to whatever relatives uh, well-being that's great okay that's absolutely wonderful you want to thank people who prayed that's great but just make sure that they're in a long list of people who actually fucking did something yeah um i think it's richie vase who said um i'll pray for you that is somebody saying i will do the least possible for you because it doesn't actually require anything, does it? Whereas actually doing something for somebody, like actually, no, do you know what? I will help. I will go and run a fun run. I will go and collect clothing. I will go and make a contribution. I will go and do some hours for a charity. I will go make a charitable donation. No, I'm just going to have a quiet word with my special friend and uh, that's, that's all you deserve, really. That's all you're going to get. Um, I'm sorry, I've gone off on a bit of a tangent. No, fuck it, I'm not sorry. It's my podcast, and that kind of fucking bullshit winds me the fuck up. It really does. But anyway, um, so um, um, been listening to um, the Jamie Jaster podcast a lot recently. Really enjoying it. Really enjoying it. Love his commitment. Love his his energy um, and enthusiasm for boundless enthusiasm for everything. But but especially, I love when he does his. Um, uh, when he did his shout outs, because I mean, literally anything can be like, you know, he did a, <laughs> he did a shout out for, um, he was talking about some stuff um, and he did a sh- shout out to Smokey, right? As he was going, yeah, yeah, I used to have this dog. I don't know if it was a dog or cat, yeah, called Smokey. Shout out to Smokey. Shout out, because it's uh, every episode has got loads of shout outs. He mentioned somebody, shout out to them. He did a shout out to his dead dog or cat. Which I just thought was absolutely fucking brilliant. No doubt that that no doubt that cat died hard. Um, but uh, but anyway, yes, uh, I <laughs> just brilliant. I'm working on a Jamie Jaster impression. I reckon uh, I should be able to nick all his listeners, and they'll just think they're listening to me. Probably not. Um, so what else has been going on? Um, oh yeah, um, Chad. Chad is it? Crudiger or Kroeger, uh, just out of nowhere, out of nowhere, decides that he's going to, um, 
He's going to redress the balance after Corey Taylor wasn't very nice about his band in about 2001, 2003 or something like that. He decides to have a go back. And, um, and yeah, it was just all kind of sort of meaningless, really. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, have a look into it. I don't know why I even fucking mentioned it. Um, right, OK, let's get another interview up and then, um, and then we can have my review of um, what appeared on the TV from Download. OK, um, so this is a really cool chat um, about as old school as it gets. One of the original surviving members from the, uh, from the Big Four. So I've had Tankard on. I've had Destruction, I've had, um, I haven't had Sodom or Creator, so there you go, never mind. But anyway, two of the big four, here is Frank from Tankard. Um, Frank is calling me. Cool or what? Hi, is that Frank? Hello, Howard? Hello, Frank. Yeah, it's Frank. Hi, it's Frank from Tankard. Hi. Hi. Howard. Ha- hello, how are how you? How are you? Yeah, fine. And you? Yeah. As well. Yeah, not bad, man. Okay. Not bad. Uh, you've been, you have you been doing right. this all have you been doing this all day? No, no. It's the first today. You're the first one today. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, really. Oh, great, great. Uh, well, uh, I'm not going to ask you any of the normal dumb questions. Um, okay, great. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Sorry. Yeah, unfortunately, I have only, we have only 20 minutes because uh, then I have another one. Ah oh, well, okay. Well, I, I we'll we'll keep it brief. Um, I sing in a UK thrash band called Acid Rain, who have been around nearly as long as you guys. Um, cool. And I spent uh, we split. I've done spent twenty years being a stand up comedian, um, and now we brought the band back as well. Um, Oh, cool. And uh, and funnily enough, we we uh, similar to yourselves. We committed the um, the terrible sin of having a sense of humour in thrash metal. That's nice. That we are not not the only one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, have you? I mean, has it? Has it? Do you think it's ever held you back? Uh, no, it's one. Uh, it's one side of a coin. Let's say. On the one hand, it's really nice because we are a little bit unique. But on the other hand, uh, a lot of people say, "Ah, you are not serious." I don't like it. It's not serious. It's not yeah. like the normal. Ah, we undercover. Yeah. Yeah. These guys have fun. No, I don't like it. So we we cannot say if it's good thing or bad thing. I, I don't know because part it doesn't matter. We never have tempted. We do what we what we are what we do. So I would never feel good on stage or when I have to pretend to be a. Viking in gay clothes. So I feel better with a shirt and my shorts and then have fun on stage. And mostly the, the crowd is having the same fun like we have. I, I, I got the feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Just being yourself, which is ultimately the, the, the best image any band can have. Yeah. And the problem is, uh, there are some people they they cannot understand that having fun on stage and creating fun does not mean to feel or to make music serious. Yeah, of course we are serious musicians, but yeah. that has nothing to do with our attitude. Absolutely. Like that, yeah? 
Oh, I can, I complete, I completely concur. I mean, uh, I've I had the exact same experience with, um, with, with my band, and and like you say, you know, um, it, 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 it's two sides of a coin, and just because, just because you like to have fun, doesn't mean that you're not a serious musician. Exactly, yeah. because music is is work, of course. So creating new songs and and playing every night and and having party every night is also a tough work. Yeah. <laughs> And to be back and to be in time at time. The discipline is very important for, for each band, I think. To, be, to have a little bit of success, I think the most important thing is um, discipline. Yeah. I think there was a word from, from Thomas Alva Edison. I think he said it, it, all his inventions were, I do not know exactly percentage, but it was something about 90%, no, 10% invention and 90%. No, 10% inspiration and 90% transpiration. That's yes, perspiration, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, I, I, and I couldn't agree more, and it's something you'd know all about. I mean, it's it's 35 years this year since since you first started out on this journey. Um, I, you know, does, does, it, does it really feel like time has flown? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So... I'm now 50 years old, and I, I, when I think back, I think, where, where, where's the time? Yeah. Where's it gone? I yeah. feel it was, when I, when I remember back, it feels like it was yesterday. Some things, maybe the 80s or, or beginning of the 90s and so yeah. But nevertheless, uh, I got the feeling we have more fun than in the past today, because <laughs> we, we really grow together as a band, and it, we, we are really good friends. Yeah, we were ever friends, but I got the feeling the um, our um, our relationship got much better in the in the past. Gets much better and better and better. Yeah, I think it comes it comes with age, where you start, you, you know, you you let people have have the space they need to do what they want to do. Whereas when when you're younger, it's very much like, well, you know, we're a band, and if we're going to go out for beers, everyone's going to go out for beers, and if somebody doesn't, then that pisses me off. Whereas now it's you yeah. know you're that bit older, and it's kind of like, well, you know, we don't all have to hang out together all the time. Um, and if we, yeah. you know, if it do, if we don't, it doesn't mean we're not a band. You're just enjoying different things at different times. Yeah, we meet just normally. We meet just on privately. We meet only on birthday or band activities. Right. Like tonight when we have our um, release party for the new album here in Frankfurt, where I have to go later on. Oh right! <laughs> so the release party's tonight. That's awesome. Yeah, it's tonight. Yeah, at, at nine o'clock uh, German time start. So where are you? Um, where where are you having that? Is that in in a bar in a record shop? Where yeah. is it? No, it's it's a metal club we have. So the the biggest metal club in Frankfurt is called Speakeasy. Right. And uh, we yeah, we're there. We have just sent out an invitation, and everybody who wants to come can come over if you want to. Please, you are invited. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think I'll be able to get there in time. <laughs> And um, so, yes, just nothing special. We we will play the new album and um, yeah, having some beers with with some with some with some people. Well, funnily just enough. Some- Funnily enough, I'm looking at I, I'm looking at a tour poster from 1989 of the last time I was in Frankfurt. We we played with Nuclear Assault, Candlemass, Dark Angel, and ourselves, and yeah. and that was at Volksbill Duncansheim in yeah. Frankfurt. 
Is that still around? What, what was it? I, I cannot, I didn't get it, what, oh, right. what it was. Uh, Volksbill Duncanshein. Duncanshine. Yeah. I, I don't know where it is. I don't know where it is. <laughs> right. I, I I remember it was it was like on about a second or third floor. Long time ago. Like big running with the a yeah. big drunken running with the uh, with the Frankfurt police, but we we made it out alive. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, are you, so are you going to be um, are you going to be going out on the road? Because obviously, I mean, you've you've been incredibly prolific over over your careers, but you all sort of maintain. Um, day jobs as well. That's, I mean, that's that's phenomenal. Has that proved difficult finding jobs that will fit in with what you do? Um, no, we all have totally normal jobs, nothing special. So, for instance, Gary is a social worker. He works with uh, drug addicts, and um, Andy is a software developer. Um, I'm uh, I'm a mechanical engineer. And Olaf too. Olaf and myself, we work in the same company in different uh, departments. Uh, and we have a decision. We made a decision. We play maximum thirty shows a year. And so three zero, yeah, thirty. And and this works. This works out. And even our family accepted. In the meanwhile, so we we all accept. Gary has the children. And so yeah. So you have to live with that. <laughs> sure. Well, it, well, it's 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 one of the. Um, I mean, for some of you, it'll be the oldest relationship that you have is with other band members. So that I, I guess it it predates meeting <laughs> meeting anyone. So it's something that's always been there. Ah, damn, lost him. Right. See what happens. See if he comes back. Yay! Hi, Frank. Hi. Sorry. I'm back. Yeah. Lost, on, <laughs> lost connection. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. I'm here with my mobile phone because maybe because of this. Yeah. yeah. And, yes, uh, um, who knows? What, what, what was the last? What was the last question? Well, with, with family and so on. Yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah. I was saying that, that, that yeah, that your that your band kind of pre almost predates kind of family. I guess it's one of the longest relationships in any of your lives. Yeah, yes, for sure. My, my longest relationship in my life of people who are still alive is my mother and then Gara, because Gara, I met we met when we were six years old. So we are now a bunch together since forty four years. That's incredible. And do you know what I have on Monday? I do not know if you do it in England. So we call it Silver Wedding. So I'm 25 yep. years married with my wife. <laughs> That's funny. Yes. Yes, we do. Also a long time. Yeah. Do you have the same? Is it also called Silver Wedding? Right? Yeah. yeah. Call it in German? When... Ah, okay. Yeah, I think. And it's, uh, gold is 50 or something like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's the same. Oh, it's the same. That's, that's cool. Yeah. So, so also stable. And my <laughs> and my wife never knows it in a different way that she's having a, a husband who is always away. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so you so you met. Um, uh, so how how did you meet her? Was that through Was that through the band? Was she at a show, or did you did you meet in in real life? 
what do I mean in real life? Uh, your uh, your wife. Or? Your wife. Uh, and, um, I met her really in the same club where we go tonight for having our release party. All <laughs> right. 29, no, in 88. Yes, 29 years ago, I met her there. And in the same club. <laughs> That's funny, but we, it was not a band thing. It was just, I was there having some beers and met her in this club. But the funny thing is that she was on some concerts from us before, but when I was at this club, she didn't recognize who I am. That right. was really funny. And <laughs> at the end, I told her, yes, I, I, I'm from Tenga. She never, I was on two concerts of these guys. You are not from Tenga, she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, like you, like you pretend to be, uh, uh, to be from the band. Oh, that's great. So, um, are you going to be, uh, is there, is there any, I, I know I, I heard an interview with Mila recently and it, he said he tried to get some, some more of the Teutonic Four shows together. Um, yes, but, but, but this, this will not work. Right. So it's cancelled for that time because of other, um, shows, uh, creators having already. Yeah. But maybe we will have it later on in next year or end of this year I'm not sure so our management and their management are still working on that yeah, yeah I mean it's, well with, when you've got four different bands and you've all got albums coming out at different times you're all on different touring schedules it's very difficult it's totally difficult and, and, and especially for us it's totally different because we are not able to go for two weeks or three weeks on tour so we cannot do that so we have to do it always on a weekend and so that's difficult. So yeah, but let's see what future brings. Yeah, let's see. But but the the presumably the the rise of festivals makes it easier for you as well. So you can if if you're going away for a weekend, you can maybe try and squeeze in a, a couple of festivals. Yeah, yeah, of course. Although we did some shows together, all four bands on some festivals. Oh, really? Two years ago. Yeah, yeah. So that was nice because we know these guys since then. Uh, years. So the funny thing is, for, for for instance, for example, Sodom did her did their first show on our second show. <laughs> wow! So what most most people do not know that we are older as a band than these guys. These guys, but we are the last of the four bands who made a record. We yeah. were the last to get a record uh, contract, and the other guys were, were earlier, a couple of years earlier than we. But the, <laughs> that's funny. The first show. Of was the second of our. <laughs> well, it's it, it's funny you should say about you. You were the last ones to get a record deal because um, um, I'm um, uh, at the moment organising um, some time to speak to uh, to Carl um, Carl Volterbach. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Greetings to him from my side when you meet him. <laughs> I, I will do. That's love. Well, it's it's great because yeah. it, obviously there's you know his reputation goes before him, but you guys you guys seem to have a, a perfectly decent time on noise. Yes, of course it was nice, and for us it was the beginning. We learned so much, and the funny thing at the first time. So the problem was with all the other record companies who made them Sodom and so on, like SPV and so on. They said to us. Yes, it's not so bad, but your your um, your look is not very good. So, with with strange pullovers and not metal style, and so at this time it was really necessary to look like 
uh, like Schmier. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. With some some dumbbells or, or, and and stuff like this, and we didn't. We never did it. We we started it for a couple of months, and then we said, "No, that's not me. That's pretending. We don't want to be like that. We are we are we we are us. We made a song a couple of years ago, like we are. Maybe that's a, that's a story about it. Absolutely. So um and so so but so noise basically. I mean, were they, were they the only label that that didn't want to change you? Yeah, he said, ah, maybe longer hair, and so, and yeah, but we cannot trade, uh, we, we didn't take any toupees or something, so <laughs> you have to, Carl, you have to handle the scandal, <laughs> it worked out, it worked, it worked, so that was not a problem, yeah. Oh, that's great because I know there's a there's a book on the um, on the history of noise, um, uh, which is just which has just come out and I had the the author on as well. Obviously, not everybody has a has had a as pleasurable experience as you, um, but being your being your first label and being the only label who were prepared to take a risk on you, um, I yeah. guess it, 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 you can have nothing but fun memories because without them, you wouldn't have all of this today. Yeah, I, I I look very thank, thankful back to Carl. That's of course it was always fun, and he, he didn't drink alcohol, and he he said, told us that he had really a problem with our attitude. <laughs> 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 yeah, and especially when he had to pay pay some bills from the hotel when we damaged it totally drunk, and so yeah, we were young kids, nineteen or eighteen years old. Yes. That's what you do when you think you are a rock star as a young boy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and and there's a song on the there's a song on this new album about your um, about your tour manager as well, which I absolutely loved. I mean, uh, it, uh, that is just be, being having been in a band myself. I, ju- I you know I just listening to that and the lyrics and everything else and the sentiment behind it. I just thought was absolutely brilliant. I've got to congratulate you on that. Oh, thank you very much. It's nice to hear it from uh, from an English native speaker that our lyrics are all good. <laughs> it's always difficult for us <laughs> uh, <laughs> to make not so many mistakes in the <laughs> from the from the lyrics. Now, no, I, I loved it because I, I mean, obviously, I I, I write the lyrics for my band and so i'm i'm always keen to and and i i heard the sa- the song without having lyrics and i just you know i, I picked pick, i could see where the lyrics were going i was thinking right I, I i need to find out what these are so i went straight to you know it was straight to the label to get the lyrics so i could have a good good read of them and uh yeah really cool excellent really capture the spirit is there any favorite you have sorry is there any faith you have from the lyrics? Um, no, it was just kind of like the actual. It was just the actual vibe, um, and mm. uh, and uh, I mean because I because I when I initially listened, I was listening without the lyrics. So when I when I was listening, I thought I'm not sure. This sounds like you know um, you had a really bad manager at some time who was re- you know who's really <laughs> really really horrible yeah, to no. the band. Yeah, but it's just ironic because yeah. Paul is a good friend of us and, and we love him. Really, we love him, really. And, and he takes it with a smile and he knows how we... This is an old story. A couple of years ago, he came to us and said, Guys, I, we, we do not get any money this year. It was a very bad year. But if you want, you can come to me and we discuss with my... And I show you my new leather couch. This is really a story he did. It. And this is a, still that time a running gag. 
from from us that he told us you can you will not get more uh, money this year, but you can watch my new leather couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. That's why I said. But interesting thing is maybe for you interesting um, about our band that the majority of the lyrics are written by Andy Bulgaropoulos, who was our former guitar player. Right. Um, the Andy before this Andy, Andy Gutierrez, who is uh, now our guitar player, of course, and. Uh, he has, um, has had to leave Frankfurt uh, because of his wife and his uh, children, and he lives now in Berlin. And but we are still in really good uh, relationship, and he writes majority of the lyrics. Wow! And the the other lyrics, part of lyrics, is, are written by by Harald, and he's on the, our our backliner, our roadies, and I do not know how many years, <laughs> fifteen years or sixteen years. Right. Okay. So, so you you really all in. in in the team, yes. Yeah, you really, you really spread the love around. Yeah, of course. <laughs> when you have talented people, then use it, huh? Yeah, absolutely. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And completely unique. I can't think of another band. I mean, maybe Flotsam and Jetsam back in the day had their tour manager, Eric Braverman, used to write lyrics with him. But I can't think of anybody where actual ex-members are still actively writing lyrics. That's amazing. Yeah, for us it's also amazing because Andy has really good ideas and he knows the vibe of Tanker. That is all, anyway, this is very good because he was for, I do not know, almost 15 or 16 years part of the band. Yeah. Wow, well, yeah. And, so that's, and he was one of the oldest members and so that's really good. We're oh. really happy with, them, with that. <laughs> that's so, very cool. So unfortunately, I have to stop here. Yeah, no problem. Your competitor from from Metal Dogs UK, maybe you know him, Sebastian Sebastian Di Giotto. Di Giotto. Oh, good lord! No, right. I, I don't I don't know any Sebastians. Okay, so <laughs> I I have to call him now. Okay, no problem, Frank. Thank you I, very I would, much. I would I would go on. It was such a nice conversation. It was not really an interview, but it was just a nice talk. I think. <laughs> yeah, well look, Frank, let's let's try and have another let's try and have a, a, another nice talk sometime soon, okay? Yeah, maybe why not? I I'm it's okay because it was a pleasure for me. Cool. I'm really okay. glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. You, you take okay, care. Howard. Yeah, take care. See bye. you, Frank. Bye-bye. So that was uh that was Frank and I's conversation. Yes, he um he rings people up. It's awesome. I've, I've not done an interview like that before where the interviewee rings everybody up. Um, it was very cool. Um, thanks to Claire at Nuclear Blast for, um, uh, for um, arranging that. The, um, the new, uh, the new um, uh, Tankard album is out, so get a hold of that. Um, and you heard us talking about it there. It is awesome, and I would play you a track, but I'm not going to because, as you know... I'm not doing that anymore. Okay, so here we go. Um, watch download on telly. Here were my observations. Here are some shorts, some notes. Oh, first up, Young Lust by Aerosmith absolutely blew me away. Thought it was a fucking ripping, ripping virgin. Virgin? <laughs> ripping version. Awesome. Loved it. Um, Sister of Down look old. And the music sounds old as well. Just tired. Fucking either do a new album or pack up. 
I can't be fucking bothered with you anymore. Um, Soundgarden tribute was very, very moving. Really was. I think they did a fantastic job of that Sky Arts. I mean, this program is is fairly rubbish. The hostess comes across about as metal as a fucking piece of wood. I don't know, piece of wood. That could be a guitar. Guitar's quite metal. Shut up, Howard. What are you fucking talking about? Anyway, well, but look, she she's all right. But the the interviews are never much of a much. I'd rather just have bands, just bands, bands, bands. Um, but anyway. Uh, Devil Driver fucking killed it. They were fucking awesome, absolutely awesome. Um, Alter Bridge. All I have written is meh. So there you go. Um, sixth, uh, clearly very good. Um, I just don't get it at all. Um, Ministry, yeah, was was fine. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no computers blew a fuse. Blew a fuse. It all seemed all right. Um, Slayer were fucking intense um, and it almost seems like they seem to go extra hard because it's you know they, they, they weren't fucking made stage headlining so it, yeah it was awesome though really enjoyed it um, uh, Devin Devin Townsend again clearly very good um, I just don't get it um, yeah uh, Prophets of Rage I clearly do get very good, and uh, and the new song as well, "Unfuck the World," worth checking out. Prophets of Rage really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed it. Um, then I received a fr- received a message from my friend who was also watching this at the same time. Uh, for some reason, as we bizarre reason we found out later, who messaged me and said, and this is exactly what he sent me: How far can Alter Bridge fuck off? We decided that the, uh, the, old, the the answer to that question is not far enough. Um, so there you go. Um, uh, Some 41, yeah, a sort of KTEL Records version of Green Day. Um, a sort of, you know, yeah, it was all right. Well done, lads. Thanks for turning up. Uh, you know, yeah, um, it was all right. Fat Lip was good. rest of it was fairly uh, meh. Um, of Mice and Men. Um, like an emo machine head, they really did remind remind me of an emo machine head. Um, so so I sort of you know sort of wanted to like them and sort of couldn't, which was very difficult. Um, Haxivist, very promising, like them. Um, Ailstorm, please do me a favour, somebody fall over on a Jolly Roger and get fucking Rogered to death. Um, the Raven Age, um, I have written one word, nothing. Um, so <laughs> I obviously have nothing to say about the Raven Age. Well done, Raven Age, you've escaped. And finally, five finger fuck off is all I've written. So uh, I think that tells us um, what I meant about that. So um, that, that was a nice little uh, interlude. Right, um, we've got an interview with Dan. Wanted to see um, how he was getting on going back to work and just all of the adjustment from you know, what his life has been like um, to going back to how it used to be. Um, and I thought you might all want to hear as well, just, you know, that, that strange period of, uh, period of adjustment and see how he's dealing with it. So, um, so here is mine and Dan's chat from yesterday. Hello. Now then. Now then, you all right? I'm all right, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you very much. How was the gym? Uh, yeah, yeah, man, just pumping an iron, bro, you know. Yeah. Go hard, go home. Um, no pain, no gain. As well? Sorry? 
Are you swigging your protein shakes as well at the minute? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one of those people. Um, nah. I will do. I will do. I'll do an occasional pre-workout, which is basically right. like legal coke. It's it's just so <laughs> right. it's so full of caffeine, and it, it says right. on the it says on the bag the least sort of medical warning I've ever seen, where it just says don't have more than one of these a day. Right. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> take it easy. It's really weird. If, I'm, I'm, if if I have a little bit too much of it, um, I get pins and needles in my face. Fucking um, hell, really? Yeah, it's bizarre. It's really, but it's it's weird because you want to you want to scratch your face because you feel like you've got pins and needles. But, yeah, yeah. but so you do, but it feels good while you do it. It's it's a weird. I'll uh, I'll get you some. I'll get you some. Oh, cheers, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I miss go. I miss going to the gym. To be quite honest with you, that's one of the things I've really missed doing. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I I'll get going uh, to the gym. Uh, well, again, and really, I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have uh, gathered that to look look at you, but um. I oh, know, like I want I want like a. Like a meter lifting heavy weights. I used to do all like body weight stuff, so I'd do like I'd do loads of pull ups and press ups and stuff like that. And uh, okay. first time I got diagnosed, actually, um, just getting onto that subject, like the first time I got diagnosed, I went into the gym next day and just did 130 pull ups just to prove a point. So here, yeah. we, here we go. He's already steering the conversation <laughs> back to bloody oh, back yeah. me, 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 bloody, bloody cancer. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> get yeah, get to why I'm on. Get... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What type of stuff do you do in the gym then? Um, do, you do like cardio stuff. To uh, uh, yeah, basically just to just to keep in trim for um, for gigs and shit like that. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought that might be. Yeah. Not so much, not so much comedy gigs because they're they're nowhere near as tiring. No. Um, no. Despite no. That, despite the fact I'm obviously still you know busily doing them, but. Um, but anyway, look, how's how's getting back to work and everything? Um, how's it been? Because it's a, a lot. There's going to be a lot of sporting analogies used in this conversation, like you know, having yeah. been on the bench for so long and match fitness yeah, yeah, yeah. and you yeah. know, getting back in the groove, etc. So, what's it been like? Yeah, training montages. Yeah, um, yeah. It's time for a montage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's. I don't know. It's been. I've just gotten back into it, to be honest. I've just sort of got my head down and just got back on with it. And, you boring uh, bastard. I know, it's fucking shit. Uh, <laughs> I've, started, uh, I've started making me own way there again and everything, so I'm... Um, oh, so you're not, you're, yeah. not, you're not just sort of rocking... You're not rocking up with, like, you know, 12 cans and going, come on, everyone, celebrate life. Nah, I fucking should do that. I should, like, yeah. with a fucking four-pack of Barangibo. They're not going to. Um, they're not. They're not going to sack you, are they? Company sacks. Uh, company know. sacks. Young employee who only just recovered from cancer. What a set of bastards! Yeah. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. Because I was like busy t- trying to tout red stripe to all my coworkers and stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, I can. Admit, I, I can believe it. Yeah. Um, well, we are in ultimate fair. So, um, but yeah, it's 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 been a bit weird. It's just, as I say, I've just just gone back in and just got on with it as uh, just business as usual again it's just yeah it's, it's a bit bizarre when I think about it actually so yeah like yeah we've been like we've sort of got back on with practice and we're 13 a bit, a, bit, a bit more again and um like booked in for recording and stuff and got a couple of gigs booked and uh reanimator hadn't started practicing yet um just because people have been away and John had surgery on his knee and stuff, so yeah, and re- and practicing would mean you know effort, wouldn't it? Exactly, yeah. and they're all getting on a bit now, aren't they? So 
Uh, well, hey, look, I, it, don't don't point that torch down my fucking corridor. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not going to weigh in on the oh the bunch of old bastards. Um, no. Um, but that's that. Well, I'm, I'm glad I'm, I've got your um, I've got your gig in my um, in my diary, and um, I saw I saw you've added um, some artwork. Uh, do you want to just sort of yeah. briefly tell everybody listening what this um, what's the, what this gig is? Uh, well, we're going to be raising money for Macmillan's cancer support again. We did a gig last year. Actually, um, uh, let me stop you there, Dan. Actually, everyone right. everyone knows all this, don't they? Just tell us yeah. the venue. Just tell us the fucking venue and the date. Right. September 2nd in Hull at O'Reilly's. Cool. Yeah, and just fucking go, whoever you are listening to this. If you're in the area, go. If you're not, hire a plane, get some mates together, go. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, so I've been thinking about potentially, um, well, like I said, I'm going to try and make myself available as host. Um, Oh, good lad. Although I'm, yeah, yeah, self-invited MC. (laughs) Ah, yeah, oh, hello everyone. Uh, you can relax. Yeah. It's okay. I'm here now. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, I reckon just like like minor celebrity that you are, I reckon you be in there. Will, uh, in both senses of the wall, small in celebrity, small in stature. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I see all of the boxes right down, right, right down the bottom of the form. Yeah. It's not too hard to but reach. You're up. fighting the women off with a shitty stick. I'm fighting him off with a uh, cotton bud, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it's dangerous being me, to be honest. Speaking of which, yeah, um, I, I mean, physically, are you able to just go, hey, I'm back? Or, I mean, obviously, I would have thought you're still, there's, there's still times where you sort of, are, are you still monitoring your fitness or do you occasionally go, whoa, I need to sit down and maybe, oh, yeah, I've been ill, I need to take it easy? Um, yeah, I, I've been warned because of, like, like there's a couple of the people because I use the the gym at work and stuff like that. So there's a few people that um, I used to go with have told me like to make sure I, I haven't started going back there yet. But um, I've started going for like really short runs and stuff. And like I've been monitoring that, and it's amazing how much my fitness has dropped actually because I was pretty fit beforehand, like um, and all this stuff. But uh, it's amazing how much my fitness and my strength has gone down. Like so, I've been going for like oh, really yeah. short runs and. I don't think it's even like a mile that I'm doing and I've got to walk half of it. So I used to like do a good three or four mile run like r- really easily before. Yeah. And uh, yes, yeah, so, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so there's that and as I, as I say, there's things like I like I used to do a lot of push-ups and stuff as well and like I used to do like a few sets of 40 and stuff on top of all the other stuff I used to do. And like I struggled doing like a set of 20 the other day. Yeah, just one single set of twenty. So it, it's amazing how much it has like affected my physical fitness quite a lot. So like, um, I, and I still come home from work and I have naps and stuff like that, just just because of being tired. Yeah, so it's like a really slow recovery process. But so, well, but I'm, I'm getting there. At least you've got those goals as well of what of what you were doing Absolutely. before to to aim at. You know, the the time and the miles and, and all the rest of it. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I just wondered because it's it's I, you know, I think everybody's natural kind of instinct is to go, well, hey, I'm I'm well now, and you just you you want to go back to the way life was oh, before yeah. it all happened. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm like I'm definitely raring to go. Like I, I want to get back into it, but I am really having to like rein it in and like I'm I'm pushing myself a little bit, but I'm having to be careful not to like overdo it. And like other people keep like fucking telling me off, just going, well, you just take it easy. 
and all this fucking stuff. And I'm not pushing myself as no, as much as I could, but I'm still pushing myself a bit, and I'm still getting bollocks for it. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But it, well, it, it's it. Is 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 it something that you've talked about at work at all? You know, is there like do, do people ask you how you're feeling every five minutes? You know, as it got to the stage where you're gonna pu- you're gonna punch somebody out for asking asking them how you are. <laughs> no, I mean to be quite honest, my temper has actually gone right out the window at the minute. Um, like, <laughs> but um, are you are you still on the steroids? No, not all. No, oh, um, right. I've finished them. Um, maybe. I had my last one of those three weeks ago. So Right, okay. Yeah. But um yeah, uh like I've started going into in into uh, because I wasn't obviously uh, I, I work at the prison and stuff like that, I wasn't allowed to go in to the prison because my office is based just outside it. Um now. So um I wasn't allowed to go into it. Um but I've started I've started going in again. And I've bumped into a few people who I haven't seen like like quite a few of my old webmates and stuff who I haven't seen for like six months or whatever, and so they're all asking me how I'm doing and stuff like that. But it's kind of it's, to be honest, it's nice that they give a shit. So I'm just I just kind of appreciate <laughs> that really, <laughs> or at least they're like they're putting up the facade for everybody else that they give a shit. So. <laughs> That's a that's a very good point. I was I was asking yeah. purely from a selfish point of view because yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I'm always getting um, asked similar questions, and sometimes you just it's quite hard to bite your tongue. But um, yeah, obviously, yeah. Uh, as you say, it's nice that people even give a shit. And um, exactly, yeah, yeah. And also that they're willing to bring the subject up as well, and not just pretend like nothing's happened, which a lot of people will yeah, do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's some people there. Yeah, some people just like completely avoid it which which again is completely fair enough because i know like it's it's a weird subject for some people to talk about like like i remember i told people about it like there was a couple of people before um just after i'd got diagnosed or something or while i was getting text tested and stuff and they'd like message me saying oh well done and, and like getting through the thing before and all this stuff and i was just like cheers i'm kind of not out of the woods yet i'm just i'm getting tested again and they're like they just like completely avoided that sentence like it, like i hadn't even said it sort of yeah which is completely understandable as i say it's it's a, it's a weird thing for people to talk about i think yeah me personally i kind of i think if you if you treat it like that you put more sort of fear into the concept don't you if you just kind of avoid it it, may, it makes it harder yeah so i purposefully did I, I I didn't use terms like the big C. I always said cancer. Cause it's kind of like that bit in fucking Harry Potter where they're saying he must be who must not be named and all this fucking shit. And it's like, well, you're just making it more fucking scary, aren't you? If you avoid it, so I'd, I'd prefer to just fucking say it for what it is. And yeah, that's yeah. But yeah, well, I've, yeah, it, I think it's um. As you say, it's, it's it's everybody. It's everybody deals with things differently, and if some people are going Absolutely. to be feel comfortable talking to you about it, and some people aren't, and yeah. obviously this yeah. goes back to probably one of our first conversations we ever had about you know some people just like go on the missing list who you would have thought yeah. wouldn't, and then and vi- but vice versa. But also you know everyone's there at the end of it, um, and um, you know it's it's um, so what's uh, obviously you've got this charity event. Um, yeah. Is there a, is there anything else that um, that came up whilst you were ill that you think right? I'm I'm you know I'm going to do that or I'm going to do this or I'm you know yeah well holidays we, you know uh, oh, ro- yeah. rowing um, lakes shit like that. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah. Um, yeah, well, I was talking about this. Like, like a girl at work asked me if I've, like, got a new lease for life and all this fucking shit. Like, the old cliches in the films are and all this fucking stuff. And yeah. I was just like, not really. I, if anything, that it's... The reason I, I kind of want to do more stuff is more out of fucking panic, I think, just because, like, it, it sort of... It's made me really aware of, like, the fact that we've all got, like, a fucking, like, a finite amount of time sort of thing. So I'm just like, right, I need to fucking get this fucking done because none of us have got that fucking long, really. Um, so, it's, yeah, I want to, I, w- I definitely want to go on more holidays and get more gigs booked and write more music and stuff. And, like, as I say, like, I I don't know, I haven't really got much patience for, like, bullshit anymore because I just think I ain't got time for that fucking shit now. You know what I mean? And, I, and like, if I'd rather people just be fucking honest with me and straight up front so that I can just fucking get on and do my thing and all this fucking stuff, so... I think that's one of the reasons why my temper has just kind of gone out of the window a little bit. And yeah, it's, uh, not that I've been snapping at people, but it's just like there's a few things that have like, like I maybe would have had a bit more tolerance for before. But yeah, I think that's what it is. It's more, it's more panic than like, like yeah. excitement. <laughs> well, well, it's funny because you, it's weird because from my perspective, listening to your answer then. When I said, you know, as you said, oh, this girl said, has it given you a new lease of life? And you went, no. What it has made me feel, and what you described to the, you know, to the to this to these ears, sounded like somebody who's got a new lease of life. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like it's like because you said like no, and then you just described all of this shit that you're doing, and it's all positive, yeah. and and it's and and that panic you're describing. Well, that's you know, that's a yeah. mo- that's a motivation. That's, yeah, that's suppose, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like you know, yeah. fear is also a motivation. Oh, definitely. You know? Yeah. But if it's giving you, if it's giving you that, um, that sort of not kick up the arse even. I know. Yeah. It's just that, just that kind of, I don't know, just a new sort of, uh, not not a new lease of life. Um, that's a, that's a wrong way. Grabs, to, yeah, 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 yeah. Motivations. I, know I don't know. Mean, yeah. yeah, just things are maybe a little clearer than they were. I suppose, yeah, I suppose, yeah. I suppose I never really looked at it. Like, as I say, like, I always kind of, like, it's like the cliche sort of, sort of thing, like I say, like, um, you know, like, when you notice in, like, you know, you know what I mean? This, yeah, it, it, like, it's kind of like there's the, 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 like, understanding that you're supposed to view things a little bit differently. And I suppose I view things a little bit differently and, yeah, like as I say, like just in in just the idea that I am, we haven't all got much fucking time left, so I just need to fucking crack on. But yeah, yeah. So well, that's I yeah, mean that's that's a positive, mate. You know, it's you know there's yeah. there's if you're a doer, you're always going to get shit done. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I think so. that's another thing as well. Is like I, I, I had because obviously I had a lot of time to myself and stuff like that, so I spent a lot of time watching. Uh, things on YouTube and stuff like that and I came across a couple of people like there's this psychologist psychologist dude in Canada called Jordan Peterson and stuff like that and uh, a couple of other people and stuff and read things and this that and the other and it's kind of made me like like instead of avoiding things that I might have been scared of before it's more the idea is that you fucking go towards them instead now because I just there's, there's also a part of me that sort of thinks well, I've got through this, and I think I handled it pretty well. 
there's not going to be too many things that are going to be fucking much worse than this, so I might as well just fucking run at them. So, I suppose, yeah, when you think about it, I actually, I've got a pretty good new fucking lease for Leeds <laughs> of my life, so, yeah, yeah, you've got you've got to, you've got to go back and apologise to her now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just say sorry, I bullshitted. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, it was the it was the cancer talking. Sorry, it was the it yeah. was the chemo hangover. Nothing to do with me. Yeah. I'm a nice guy, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Um. So you back? Um. Are you back? Sort of. How tiring is playing? That must take a fair bit out of you. Yeah. Well, uh, I haven't done any vocals at all since January, and just because like you share mics and stuff, don't you, and all this stuff, yeah. and I'm just like I don't want to. Catch Ooh. a fucking gem or something. You know, it's... can you imagine how rank my... Yeah, all right, all right. There's yeah. no need to make us singers sound like we're fucking sharing needles, for fuck's sake. Yeah, to be fair, we, 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 we almost are, aren't we? We're one fucking step away. Hey, hey, so... easy, easy. You have honorary membership into the Singers' Union. You're basically a guitarist. Who, right, so... I'm a guitarist who shouts. I won't uh, really uh, yeah, a- ab- absolutely. <laughs> so your credentials in the Union are fucking, you know, minimal yeah. at best. Says me. Oh, yeah. Says Absolutely. me. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, fucking hell. Uh, I'm on the door yeah, tonight. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah of, the, uh, of the Singers' Union. If your name's not uh, Dan, right. you're not, if your name's not Dan, you're not coming in. If your name's not yeah. Dan, you're not coming in. There it is. Yeah, shit. Um, so, um, um, yeah, let's get, let's get a fucking, um, let's get a rum sponsor of this event going. Going back, to tangent, yeah. going back to the... Uh, the uh, the venue uh, and the gig yeah, in September in Hull. I see if we, I'm 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 still loafing about doing fuck all, so I really should look into that for you because oh, I, yeah, I I think I think there's got to be something. Um, yeah, there's got to be yeah, something. That'd be cool. Do you have any kind of favourite rum brand, or will your new favourite rum brand be the one who go? Yeah, we'll sponsor that. <laughs> Um, it'll be a bit of both, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dep- yeah. Depends if it um, depends if it's uh, uh, Captain Morgan or not. Yeah, it was. It was Captain Morgan spiced rum. I fucking love that shit. And then right. I discovered Old Jay spiced rum last weekend as well. I've been I've been kind of making up. For old, hang on, Old Jace. Old Jay, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, hang on, Old Jay. Yeah, as in the letter, yeah. Right, okay, that just fucking sounds like... I thought it was yeah. old Jace. I thought it sounded like some fucking <laughs> dodgy old fucker who lives in a cabin in the woods and abducts children. Yeah, I'd, I'd be up for trying that, to be fair. <laughs> what, living oh. in the woods? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And abducting children? Right. You fucking yeah, weirdo. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if, any, if any kids go missing in the hole, you fucking heard it here first. <laughs> um, it's damn... Um, so yeah. um, yeah, that went off on a bit of a tangent. Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, ever slightly. Yeah, cabins in woods. Um, <laughs> fucking hell, where were we? Take us back. <laughs> talking about rum, weren't we? That oh, fucking hell, yeah. Oh god. So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but yeah. Well, I, was, I, I, I really should get on the case on that. So um, yeah, cheers, man. Leave it with yeah, me. Old J actually, they do a seventy percent proof rum. Called Tiki Fire. I can't, that is savage. I can't, um, we, um, I can't take old Jay. I can't take old Jay or old Jay or old Jace seriously anymore. <laughs> That's just the minute you started talking about old Jay, I was like, oh, is that another old bloke? <laughs> is that mate of old Jay? Next door, that's next door neighbour and old Jace. Um, it's old Jay like chilling out with Captain Morgan and cracking. <laughs> Unleash the Kraken. 
Yeah. Have you uh, tried that Kraken Runs decent as well? That's oh, like, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's... Uh, yeah. And, um, what's, uh, I'm just trying to think, what's the other one? The other... The other... Um, uh, uh, the other whiskey that sounds... There? The other whiskey that sounds like a slave name. Uh, uh, I don't know. There is... Um, people are going to be shouting at the podcast now going, oh, for fuck's sake, it's this yeah. one you mean. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's yeah. an old... It's a spiced one. That's really annoying me now. I can't remember. All right. Oh, that's annoying. Oh, no. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, there can't be anything more annoying than not being able to remember than listening to yeah. this. That must be quite annoying right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it must be even more annoying listening to people who can't remember. <laughs> yeah, than being those people. Oh, that yeah. is really annoying me, but I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to move on. Anyway, brands yeah. of rum, let's move on. Um, yes. So you, uh, you still, um, you're still listening to um, uh, Emperor of Sand? Um, no, I've kind of just been, I've been listening to a lot of Nick Cave for the past week or two, actually. I like Nick Cave. Um, Jesus, so, and... so, 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 so some of the side effects are still hanging around then? Oh yeah, definitely. Fucking hell, I can't, I can't wait <laughs> for this part of, I can't wait for this part of the side effect to die out, mate. That must, must be terrible. I've had Nick Cave oh, for no, a week, no. Jesus. Yes, oh, I like Nick Cave, mate. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, and Queens of the Stone Age, they've got a new album coming out end of August. They're one of my favourite bands. Then, so um, I've been listening to their stuff as well. I've been going back through their discography. Oh, I'm so, gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna really let the side down here. The only album I like is Songs for the Deaf. He's a class album. That oh, was one of the absolutely best albums I really got obsessed with. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, and it's easy to get obsessed with it. It's fantastic. Yeah, um, it is. It's amazing. I mean, no one knows. No one knows that riff was my. That was my um, ringtone for about fucking two years. Oh um, really? Much to the annoyance oh, of nice. everybody that knows me. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you know, the thing is, as well, after a while, when you know it annoys people, you deliberately just let it keep ringing, and eventually, oh, yeah, people, and eventually, people are like, oh, "You fucking pick it up!" <laughs> oh, was it ringing? Sorry. Yeah, and then you answer it got a wrong number. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, it wasn't. Oh no, that no. Sorry, turns out it's just a, it's my text alarm as well now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I, I proper love Queens. They're one of the only bands where I can put their entire discography on and not skip a single song. I'd wow. yeah, absolutely love them. So. All oh, right, yeah. I'm, I'm, so, no, I'm I'm purely a Queens of the Queens of Queens of the Stone, Queens of the Deaf. I nearly Queens of the Deaf. Alzheimer's is kicking in then. Jesus Christ! Yeah, if somebody listened to this and didn't know better, they think I was yeah. the one recovering from chemo, and you were the you one. Have thought so, yeah. You would, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Um, well, that seems like the, that seems like the perfect note on which to uh, to end our chat. Um, but let's um, let's uh, let's stay in touch. I just want to uh, you know just want to ease you off these podcasts. Um, oh, do you know what I mean? Wean me off. Uh, yeah. yeah. So maybe, maybe you know, leave it a month. Get you on in a couple of months' time. You know, yeah. see how it is. See how the yeah, you know, see how the organising's going and stuff like that. Because I'm sure people would yeah. like to be uh, just dipping in and out until we can really, you know, drop you and forget about you. Um, yeah. Yeah, that comes soon enough. Yeah. Really. Well, it's the dream. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's always a pleasure. And um, yeah, um, oh, by the way, by the way, we um, don't go anywhere. Um, hang yeah, up, and I'll give you the latest about that thing we're talking about outside of okay, the podcast. All right, mate. Okay, thanks All a right. lot, Dan. Cheers, mate. No worries. Take it easy. Cheers.
And um, that was mine and Dan's chat. Um, and um, a jolly interesting it was, both the one you heard and the one we had afterwards as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, gone through everything, talked through everything, that, you know, talked to you guys about um, uh, everything I wanted to. Um, but there's one thing that I, I kind of wanted to... Um, uh, talk about is as most if not all of you know um, I live in London um, and yes we have had terror attacks we've had fires we've had all sorts of things going on um, and I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that before before the end of the podcast just to say that um, I have lived in London for uh, coming up this year I think it'll be 24 years and I have um I've never, I, 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 I've never been attacked. I've never been mugged. I've never attempted. There's never been an attempted mugging or attacking or breaking or anything wherever I've been. Um, uh, and and as for as for terrorism, I, I'm going to go old school here. The IRA have caused me more problems since I moved to London 24 years ago um, than than any current um, top ten. <laughs> terrorist organization in the world um yeah i'm going old school um uh, twice i've had ira bomb factories found from me uh, just a couple of streets away from where i've lived or worked um i've had a bomb go off within um two miles of where i live um which uh, destroyed a, a part of the town i lived in um so I, I all i'm saying is i'm not saying that what's happened is isn't isn't dreadful but i kind of I know you know that, so there's no need for me to be yet another hand-wringing, this is disgusting, this is disgraceful. Yeah, we, we all know that. We all know that. So let's stop giving the oxygen of publicity to an organisation who thrive on making people scared by going on about how scary all this is, okay? Ultimately... Only a few of us will ever be affected by stuff like this in our entire lives. Whether it's and most of us, luckily, it will be through a friend or through through family. It won't actually be us, but occasionally it will be us directly affected. Um, the point I'm making is that London is a huge, sprawling urban city. The chances of you being being caught up in anything, whether it's a tower block fire or whether it's a uh, a terrorist act they are tiny the odds are tiny and yet you know on facebook every single person that everybody know lives in london are you all right send over it's like jesus christ have you any this city holds millions and millions of people i think 11 12 million the last gates i mean it's top five largest cities in the world um and I see everybody on social media, everybody going on about how terrible it is. Oh, my heart goes out. and all. Really? Does it? Great. But that's not helped, has it? You know, typing how bad you feel about something happening somewhere else in the world. That, that, and when I say else in the world, that could, you could be living in Southampton. You could be living in Edinburgh. You could be living in Hawaii. But saying, oh, I feel for the people of London. Oh, you poor people. Don't need it. Don't fucking need it. Don't need you to feel bad for us. Don't need any of that carry about your day go about your day that is what this is all about this is about maintaining a freedom of movement a freedom of life a freedom of religion a fleet a freedom a freedom of sexuality freedom of choice um it's about living your life go on and do it you know and and as for these fucking 
social media numpties going on about oh how these people can do this is beyond it's like really really you are going to take social media with a couple of sentences about how you can't fathom the human psyche and its strange occupation with murder and religion really you you of all people aren't going to fix it the long distance lorry driver yeah the guy who buy drives boxes around you haven't got the answer you know just please let's Go about our day. Let's get on with our lives. You know, if somebody says they're going to London, don't act like they're about to walk next to a burning building. All right? If they say they're going to London, let's not assume that they're automatically going to get bombed or someone's going to drive a van at them really fast. Can we assume that they're going to go to London and they're going to get ripped off? Exactly. Good old-fashioned what going to London was all about. Go to London, get fucking ripped off. What's this? Six pound for a pint of beer? You fucking crook. I am a crook, but I think you'll find minus a fucking backpack with Semtex in it. So the kind of crook that you're after. So can we have people just moaning about London in general? Moaning about the weather? Moaning about how unfriendly people are? Moaning about how it's expensive? By the way, all three of those, fucking bullshit. But I can't, you know, I'm not going to fly in the face of popular opinion. Well, I am, all the time. That's what I do. But, you know, that's because I'm such a heavy metal hero. Not sure where any of that was going. The point I'm making is, please, can we get off the fucking moaning and whinging and fucking wringing of hands and, oh, no one, no one can show enough emotion on social media. No one can send their friends in London enough messages to see if they're right. You're not part of it. It's nothing to do with you. So just go about your day. That's what everybody wants. That's what we want. Come on. Let's get back to normal and carry on for fuck's sake. You know, I can't believe carry, get back to normal and carry on. I am giving it the old keep calm and carry on, aren't I? Well, look, ultimately, I'm trying to be positive about this and say, can, you know, please, can we stop now? Can we move on? Can we just fucking keep it positive, keep it moving forward? Yeah, there'll always be bad things happening in the world. And they may happen to people that you know. But when they happen to people you don't know, don't go on about how you don't know anybody of them, but you are really sending your your you know, your heartfelt prayers again. I mean social media. What are you doing? Why are why are all these these Twitter and Facebook prayers surely should have put ISIS to bed by now? What's going on? So um <laughs> anyway, it all comes back to religion at the end of the day, doesn't it? God, you gotta love it. Look, normally there'd be in there normally there'd be a song to look forward to at the end of my jibber jabber, but there isn't. Um, I've explained why. So there you go. Couldn't find a Satan's Taint song, but uh, look, please support everybody you heard on the podcast. Um, that's Bobby with Satan's Taint. Frank's uh, Frank and Tank with the new albums out now, um, and uh, and Dan and his charity event. Please do, um, please do get along to that. Um, please keep listening. Please getting people. Please get people to uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you can, um, and please get involved. Tell me that you've enjoyed it. Tell me you haven't. Tell me I'm full of shit. Tell me you love me. Whatever. But just get involved. Get involved in the conversation. It'd be really good if you did. It'd be really cool. I'd like to hear some, you know, thoughts on. Um, on who you'd like to hear from next um, and um, and uh, you know I'll, I'll let you know if that's going to be possible or not but you know it'd be cool anyway as always have a great month Guy thank you Guy yeah just one bloke called Guy one bloke called Guy listening to this <laughs>
Oh dear! After after what two and a half years of podcasting, Howard had managed to build his audience. Oh, I can't believe it! I've fucking done me eye again. <laughs> I didn't poke it this time. I just wiped with the back of my hand. Fucking hell! Right, that is the end of this fucking podcast, guy. I've had enough. We've got fucking chilly in my eye again. See you next month. Speak to you next month. What fucking ever? <laughs>